the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Friday. We made it through the week. Uh, keep your head down. We're going to get some uh, pretty big thunder boomers. You got a tornado watch right now down in Bowie County. They got a tornado warning. Uh, I don't know if you pay much attention to that guy from the Weather Channel. Uh, he's got us at about a 70% chance of tornadoes in our general area. So I posted that on my social media. A lot of people are sharing it right now. Good thing to do, but it looks like we're going to, you know, we have this every, every spring. This is, this is nothing new. We're into spring now. Spring doesn't mean, you know, April showers bring May flowers. It's like April tornadoes, you know, bring rebuilding. Yeah. That's the way it typically is around here. <laughs> and it moves right up 30 trains, right up the uh, interstate. Really? Yeah, it does. Hmm. So the, Looks like that's what's going to happen today. If if, if there's any warnings or uh, thunderstorms, tornadoes, anything like that that's in our listening area, uh, we'll have it for you immediately so you can hear it right here. Don't worry about it. Enjoy the rest of the show. We're going to have fun today. It's a fun Friday. Who was it you, you took your picture with? Matt Smith here from um, the Riverdale 10 and all the other movie theater. The, the movie theater mogul is here in the studio today. <laughs> Well, I, you know, uh, it was a good week for fun in Little Rock. Uh, last Saturday, we went to the Monster Trucks at Altel Arena. That was good. Uh, and then uh, Sunday, went to uh, Travelers to see some baseball, see the Arkansas Travelers Sunday. Okay. And then Tuesday night, um, I was down at Altel Arena hanging out with uh, Don Fielder from the Eagles and Sticks and Ario Speedwagon. Well, Don was there? I didn't know he was yeah. going to be there. Yeah, he was there. And, and um, of course, you know, he left the Eagles in 2001. Yeah. And, you know, you haven't heard a good Eagles song since. And he's not ever, you know, when they did their reunion tour, they never even called him. Yeah, kind of stupid. It is stupid. If you're going to have a reunion tour, supposedly you get everybody that was a member of the group. Yeah, weird deal. I don't know. And then now, you know, you've had the one member die. You would think they would bring Don back, but hey, who knows? You know, Fry gone. That's a big loss there. Yeah. Yeah. Huge loss. Yeah. So... That was cool. Great show, Sticks. You know, Tommy Shaw, those guys are always great, you know, and that was wonderful. And, and of course, uh, okay. Ariel Speedway. Before you guys. go any, yeah. any further, as far as Sticks was concerned, how many of the original members still playing? Two. Okay, Tommy and who else? Uh, Young. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, well, he was there singing. I mean, that's the yeah, voice. Yeah. That's the voice you want to be singing. And, and Shaw, you know, I mean, Tommy Shaw is, I mean. He's a great guitarist. He was so good in uh, Damn Yankees. He was yep. so good in um, Shaw Blades, which he did with Jack Blades from Night Ranger. He did a lot uh-huh. of acoustic stuff, did that album. That was great. So, yeah, it was a good show. And, of course, Aero Speedwagon's always awesome. They're still on were top. They still, were they still hot? Were oh, they yeah. Still they're really it? good. Yeah, they're great. Great guys. I like their really guys. early stuff. I started losing interest after High Infidelity because ah, they got gotcha. really mainstream at gotcha. that point. But gotcha. before that, it was great. You gotta love that. That did they open up with with the the, the, the Hammond organ? You know, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a good show. They're great guys. And, you know, it was a good time Tuesday night. Very hospitable. I, I think I posted some pics with with those bands earlier this week. Yeah, I did. You had you the know. REO Speedway, and I saw yeah. that one. Yeah. And, and so then they have a good crowd for this show? They had a good crowd. They had a good crowd. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was happy to see that. And then uh, last night, the Brad Paisley came to Altel with the Weekend Warrior Tour. Now, I got to tell you, I, uh-huh. I really was impressed with your Aerosmith scarf that you had hanging uh, uh, from your belt, belt okay rope. okay okay well that is a bandana actually <laughs> so yeah yeah so i'm just giving yeah, you crap yeah i think i think steven <laughs> wears those effeminate scarves yes he does <laughs> yeah, he's a little effeminate dude i wonder t- about at his times. You uh, know, at times most of the time but well the ladies still love him i, I guess i don't I mean, get it know, but they lot, do lots of women have that one gay friend i guess <laughs> you know <laughs> you know Remember when they were going to run off Joe Perry? I mean, what a mistake. Yeah, that was a mistake. They, that would have taken all the testosterone out of that band. <laughs> if Joe Perry was gone, you know, yeah. it would be over. I mean, just that would be very stupid. Are they talking about going back on tour? I've yeah, heard, they may I've do heard something. Some, yeah, they may do that. something. You know, those, paydays, again. those paydays come in. But last <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, everybody <laughs> needs money to eat yeah, on, man. man. Yeah, come on. Yeah, man, for real. But yeah, they had uh, they had uh, Brad Paisley was last night, and then his, um, he had three country artists in front of him. They were great, uh, real hospitable, uh, very nice. It was a good show. Um, you know, backstage just a pleasant atmosphere. Very humble people. Brad Paisley's incredible. Um, a lot during the show, he brought the openers out and let them do songs with him, and ah, let them do cool. the encore, and really showed them. Um, some love and some support and tried to promote them. Um, had a cool deal. I, I watched the whole concert from um, right on the stage right uh, on the by the stage. drum kit. Yeah, man, it was stage great. Left. It okay. was great, man. It was a great show. And he was just a, a hospitable guy and um, just very personable, very, very down to earth, uh, very pleasant to talk to. Um, I mean, it was just, it was a good show all the way around last night. I, I wish both shows has ha- had had more of a crowd. Um, you know, and, and I think, um, I think Alltel has done a better, possibly better than ever job of booking I'm acts agreeing. this year. They're, they're naming a lot of people that are coming in, man. You know, this, this, this year coming up has been such a good year for bookings there. And there's, there's still a few tours that I would like to see come here that haven't, you know, Ozzy's on tour with Stone Sour. He needs to be here. Poison's on tour with Cheap Trick and Pop Evil. They need to be here. Um, well, I wouldn't be going to see Poison. I'd be going to see Cheap Trip. Yeah, they're the special guests on that tour. Poison's the headliner. Um, and, and and you know, there's some other tours out there that, that they don't have, but they have some good stuff coming up. They've got Def Leppard July 7th. They have Godsmack uh, August 14th. Shine down with them. Uh, and then in January, uh, Metallica. So, you know, it, it they've, they've got some good tours. There's some other tours out there I'd like to see come. I'd like to see Alice Cooper back in Little Rock. Did I, I'd hear, like to see did I hear that uh, Rob Zombie is on tour again? Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson together again. I'd like to see Ooh, that in Little Rock. That That'd might be a, be a great show. tour. So I wish some of those would come. Yeah. But all in all, considering the size of Little Rock, Altill's done a good job this year. I just wish people would turn out and support. I was, I was kind of surprised. I'd always heard that country and pop were big draws uh-huh. at Altill. And and I was kind of surprised, um, you know, Brad Paisley had about the same size crowd as Ariel Speedwagon show, and I I don't I don't know if it's just the time of the year, the fact that it was on a Thursday night, I'm not really sure, but I, I wish more people would get out and support 
those national touring acts and that live music like that. I agree. You know, it, it gets more. That's pe- the way you get more groups to come into the Little Rock. Is got to sell tickets. Got to sell tickets. You know, okay, you, so I got to yeah. ask you a question because we sure. we we've talked about Riverfest mm-hmm. in the past. All right. right. A guy has decided that he's going to try to rekindle Riverfest. Right. I'm glad to hear that. I have, evidently, it's going to be held over by the Clinton Library. Am I right on that? Yeah, yeah, right okay. in that area, yeah. Just one side of the river. You've seen you've seen the groups that are coming in. What are mm-hmm. your thoughts? I don't know one of them. <laughs> Never heard of a one. That's what I thought. I looked at the groups. And as much as I live The music, people attacked me saying, you haven't heard of blah, blah, and I'm going... No, I no. have not. No. And don't tell me how great they are because right. I went and looked at YouTube and they got like a thousand likes. Right. I got more than that. <laughs> I, I had heard, and I don't know if there's truth to this, but I'd heard they're going to announce three more headliner type acts. Okay, big ones. That those acts haven't been signed. Okay. That uh, they just threw out what they had inked uh, when they made that announcement. So maybe. Uh, one or two or all three of those headliners changes my mind. Uh-huh. But um, I'm glad to see somebody trying to revive it. I think it makes sense to do it on one side of the river. Um, I like the the fact that they're throwing in the, that family atmosphere and they're going to have a more variety of food. I like the fact that you're going to be able to pay with cash, not have to exchange it for tokens or whatever. That's all good. Um, but, you know, fundamentally, you've still got the same problems down there that you have with Riverfest. No place to park and no restrooms. You know, and that's what everybody complained about. Even if people could agree on a band, you know, even if, even if, you know, the one dude left in Kansas playing Riverfest for the 58th time, even if that was the case and everybody could agree on that and not be mad. You're talking about Kerry Livergren. Yeah. You know, I mean, how many times okay. can Kansas play the same gig? Anyway, even if anybody could agree on that, right, they were still mad because they had to go to a porta potty. They were still mad because there was no place to park. And they were still mad because you had to exchange cash money for river bucks in order to buy something in the concession stand you couldn't so you, use a so credit card got, so you got to stand in line forever uh, just to get river bucks stupid then you turn around and go right. to buy your stuff and you got to stand in just line stupid. again i mean our society is where the point now where you can actually order your groceries and someone will bring them to your house and put them in the refrigerator for you okay <laughs> and the people running river fest have done everything they can to make it the most inconvenient place on earth no place to park no bathrooms River bucks. I'm going to tell you what. Everybody complained about those three things, man. And at least the new guys have done away with river bucks. You can just spend your cash okay. money like well, you're anywhere cool. else. That's great. But they still don't have any place for you to park, and they still don't have any restrooms. Yeah. I, here's what have I, it at War Memorial. Here's what I know about having porta potty. Right. After about the first hour, when you're squishing around that thing, I'm wondering what I'm walking in. It's just horrible. <laughs> It's just I'm horrible. just I, telling you. I just don't know why you couldn't have. I mean, they don't empty those out with any regularity. You could still call it Riverfest. Just have it at Warren Memorial Stadium. Your parking problem and your restroom problem is solved. Why not do that? Why? You know, who is the brain trust behind Riverfest that couldn't come up with that plan? That would have been cool at War Memorial, though. Well, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, that's what they do for Rock on the Range. They have it at the football stadium in Columbus, Ohio. And, I mean, it's. It's a massive, massive, massive show. You know, that's what they need to do. But whatever. I'm glad somebody's trying. I don't want to knock the guy. I'm waiting on the announcement of the next three bands. Well, we'll see what they are. But go. I had to ask you about it because sure. 
you know, they're they're out there starting to talk about bands that they've got. And right. the reason I can't name them off the top of my head because I don't know who they are. Not a one. Not a one. I, I I don't know. And that's that's sad as much music as I do. That you, is sad. You've got to have at least one band that's coming that everybody goes, ooh. Right. I'll go see them. Probably need to have that Saturday. Yeah. Somebody decent Friday and somebody decent Sunday. You can get by with that. You know, your first year at the gate. Yeah. They should call you. I, you know, I you again. Could, you could tell them who to bring. You oh, literally well, could. When they told me they had a million-dollar budget, and they, they had wow. a million-dollar budget before it shut down. Not the new guys. Oh, okay. The people that shut it down. When yeah. I read that they had a million-dollar budget, and they were paying the director hundred grand a year, but they were not-for-profit, and they were complaining that they couldn't get bands. I mean... If volunteers are running the thing, you know, where's all the money? Yeah, I mean, why are you giving? Why are you giving this person that that puts on a a, a three day festival once a year a hundred grand? Here's the other thing: the River Fest, after it'd been around for a little bit, got very inconvenient for the local radio stations and things to do stuff with them. Right, you'd ask a little bit of room so you could set up a right. little booth and do your show from there right free publicity it got to the point you couldn't get out there they wouldn't help you get out there oh they were bums i i the people working security there uh, were on power trips a lot of times i mean um when hinder played riverfest i came in on the tour bus when pretty reckless played riverfest i came in on the tour bus when um black black stone cherry played riverfest i came in on the tour bus i'm trying to remember who else and I would just get hassled, you know, hassled. What are you doing backstage? What are you doing here? I'm like, what is wrong with you people? You know, what is, what is your problem? You know, I, um, <laughs> I had a hard time getting down there with Brett Michaels in my car one time to well, get Brett him to, was to, to get him to you. the stage. I had a hard time. <laughs> they were, they were stopping me and I couldn't get the cop to move his car. And I'm like, I need to get him over here right. to I mean, it is just ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. This is the lead singer of the band. That's going on. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to be over there. That's too funny. The Bud Light stage. Yes, that's that too ridiculous, funny. Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. That's too funny. I mean, it, it was just such, a, such an enforcement of that. And I had seen him jerk around some of the radio stations, harass radio station people about trying to interview bands or being backstage or what they were doing there or the ticket giveaways or whatever. And that's ridiculous. And, you know, they want you guys to talk about it and advertise it for free. Oh, yeah. But, you know, they don't want to give the respect in return. No, they didn't. You know. It's, they were, yeah. For the first, how long were they doing that? I mean, from about 40 two, years. I man, mean, when I, when I was there from about 2001 until about 2010, they were working very closely with us. They, you know, we'd say we'd like to do this, we'd like to do that. Then it got to be to the point that you had to beg to be included in it and that right. was a pain in the rear right hospitality goes a long way man courtesy goes a long way i mean it well, just, we're going to talk about your right. event for free man <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean, right come on right right come on if i was now if i'm charging you that's a right. different story but i'm not even charging you got it free got it free and we're we're tough you know yeah and we and now it's even easier than ever i mean russ remembers when we had to go out there and beg him to give us a phone line you know, so we can hook up and do a broadcast. Oh man, unbelievable! Right. Unbelievable. Let's get a let's get let's get a break. 
221, Steve Ellswick Show. We'll be back. We're going to talk about the movies when we come back. I'll tell you about Rampage. I told you I'd see it uh, last night. I did. And I'll tell you what I thought about it. That's all coming your way here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, we're back. Uh, Safari Pets, 808 West Main Cabot. The big day is tomorrow, the 17th anniversary of Safari Pets. I hope you've gone by and got one of the cards there. Gets you 50% off of one item tomorrow. Uh, they're going to have free gift bags for the first 100 customers. Uh, it's, it's I'm just telling you, the a lot of the uh, dog food uh, manufacturers are going to be there. The reps are going to be there. You'll be able to win, you know, like months of dog food, things of that nature. You do not want to miss this. You do want to be there and uh, be part of all of it. Uh, at Safari Pets, 808 West Main in Cabot. Their phone number, 501-628-0067. And on the internet, safari-pet.com. Okay, we've got uh, Matt Smith here. He is, of course, from uh, Riverdale 10, uh, the Cabot Cinema 8, from Searcy Cinema, Hot Springs Cinema. All of those cinemas belong to him. He owns them, does a good job of running them. And he's got a new movie opening this weekend that's called Rampage. And I went and saw it last night. The Rock is in it. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Smith is is in it as well. Nagin. I'll just say Nagin. How's that? Nagin, that makes it better for you. Nagin is in it. And when you see it, you'll know know who I'm talking about. But if you you got kids, I'm going to tell you, it's a PG-13 movie, and there's there's just a couple of scenes – very little bad language in it, but uh, the gorilla does a couple of things that uh, some parents might find offensive for a young, uh, a real young child, but they are funny. I'm just letting you know. Flip his uh, mic on there, Russ, would you? And, yeah, and there I we agree. Go. Now you have. Yeah, I can go with that. But other than That's that, a good assessment. Other than that, if you like monster movies, I'm talking big oh, yeah. gorillas, big wolves, big crocodiles. Godzilla. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You're gonna King love. Kong. You're gonna love yeah. this movie. Right they, up your alley. They do it perfect. They did not spare one penny. Wasted under CGI. They oh, no. got all of it on the screen. Man. That's right. And it's good. It's That's right. Very good. I enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Rock is his usual self. You know, make snide comments right at the right time. Of course, the wolf can fly. <laughs> ah. That's one of my one of my favorite lines out of the movie, and then uh, when the alligator shows up, I thought was interesting is the wolf when it it grew the quills. Oh yeah, that was kind of interesting. Well, I know you really enjoyed Rampage, and you also really enjoyed a Quiet. Oh Place. man, Quiet Place is an awesome, awesome motion picture. They've already green lit the sequel. They need to. They need to. It's a good movie. Well, it's set up now that you know now you've got Emily Blunt gets to play Ripley. That's good. You know, she's going to take on the aliens. It's going to be it's going to be Mary Poppins versus she the aliens. <laughs> well, if you want to check out Riverdale 10, it's riverdale10.com and of course we're serving 40 different beers, eight different wines, uh electric leather recliner seats with tables and reserved seating. And we're playing Rampage. Uh you can catch Rampage at Don't all miss of, it. all of my cinemas. Um, Truth or Dare also started today. That's it. All of my cinemas. A Quiet Place, also at all locations. 
Black Panther, Blockers, Ready Player One at all of my locations. Uh, at Riverdale, <clears throat> Riverdale 10, we are still playing Chappaquiddick. We still have Death of Stalin on the screen. We are still playing Tyler Perry's Acrimony. And also new this week, brand new this week at Riverdale 10, Beirut, starring John Hamm from Mad Men. And this is a Oscar-worthy film. It really should have been released probably last November to get in on the awards rush. Beirut is incredible. And we are also playing new this week, Wes Anderson's Isle of Dogs. That started today at Riverdale 10. So, and let me stop you there. i got yeah. 30 seconds. Remind everybody about Monday. Monday night, 735, Bring Your Own Dog. We're having a Bring Your Own Dog screening of Isle of Dogs Monday night at 735. The film is playing every day, four or five times a day. But Monday night, you can bring your own dog. Tickets are on sale at Riverdale10.com. Owners and dogs need tickets. All right. We'll come back. We'll talk about that some more for you as well. I'm going to bring Zach in here when we come back because he saw Beirut and really liked it. We'll talk to him about that. But right now, we've got Todd Starnes. Time for his commentary here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Get a pill by putting it in peanut butter. All right, back with you. We're talking about Rampage. We're not going to talk about it on the air because we'd ruin the movie for you. We don't want to do that. Zach, we brought him in. Uh, Zach is one of our... uh, part-time board ops mm-hmm. does a lot of work around here and uh did you get what i sent you for tomorrow for uh yeah okay. i got it car and truck doctor mm-hmm. okay he's a movie aficionado he is a movie aficionado in fact he saw excuse me he saw beirut and he uh, texted me after seeing it and mm-hmm. said it was great it's really good um you know i don't know much about the wars that was going on at the, the time. geopolitical exactly. situation yeah right but you know the acting by john Hamm and um rosabon yeah her too and also the other actors they did a great job with the movie and he, you go ahead well he's he's do a hit i mean john mm-hmm. well, john he Hamm is do a breakthrough yeah. role mm-hmm. i mean he really is i mean it, i just he should have thought that movie was just award worthy i, I okay. was i thought it was put together very well so you've i was seen very it. impressed mm-hmm. by wrote yes yeah. i i, I agree see with it. everything he's saying um, I might, yeah, I might I, have to see if my buddies want to go this weekend. Well, you could go in like he did cold mm-hmm. and not be up on the history right. and get a lot out of the film. Mm-hmm. But now if you remember some of the history of that, or, you know, like Dave, you know, broadcast on the news or whatever, yeah, it, it'll really grab you. Mm-hmm. It'll really grab you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you'll get a lot out of it. I highly recommend that you see that movie. Cause it was the same way with Chappaquiddick. You know, I've been thinking about that movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I've been thinking about going to watch it. You know, I like the star of that. I mean, he was in uh, Brotherhood Jason uh, on Showtime. Yeah. Um, that was a great series mm-hmm. that he did uh, about him and his brother. And he was kind of um elected official for Rhode Island, and his brother was the local gangster. Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a takeoff on uh, the dude in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They played it out. In, it was set in Providence, about? Rhode Island, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the— Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Right. You know, but they said in Providence, Rhode Island instead. But Brother was a great Showtime series. He was on that. And he had something on Fox where he was playing a Chicago policeman or something for a while. But um, yeah, that was short lived. Yeah, it was a good show, but Mm -hmm. it it didn't quite make it. It didn't quite get traction. It was from the same guy that had produced The Shield. But he's a good actor. Um, Chappaquiddick's a good film. Uh, Beirut is incredibly powerful as well. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I know I, reading uh, some of the people have been talking about Chappaquiddick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
and people who lived through that time, as I did, and just talked about how it ticked them off watching it again and remembering what Teddy Kennedy got away with Hmm. because his last name was Kennedy. And I think a lot of it had to do uh, just with the time. I mean, you know, somebody had just landed on the moon, you know, and, and that dominated the headlines. And you didn't really have the 24-hour news cycle that you have now. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if something like that happened today, it'd be over. Wouldn't matter what his last name was. I mean, he'd be done, mm-hmm. you know. So I think he benefited from um, news being what it was at the time and, and that being nom- dominated by those world events. Yeah. You know. I don't know. Just because of the <laughs> Kennedy name. You think? I think they, w- they would let things slide just like they did with John and with Bobby yeah, and, and all the stuff that was going on with women uh, in their, in their lives and Marilyn Monroe. You and think the, whole the liberal press would have covered up some for of the, you know, the, the Washington posts of they the world, did for Clinton, basically the New York times of the world. Yeah. They would, they would hide that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Maybe you're right. They would, they, they'd hide it. They still you wonder be doing their, their thing as far yeah. as that's concerned. So Rosa, we talked a little bit about this Rosamund Pike. Mm-hmm. She is one of the more, she's a great actress, but nobody seems to notice how great she is, Matt. A utility character, a utility yeah. actress, really. You know, you know, she's like Robert yeah. Duvall, in my opinion. But Isn't she's it? mostly in movies that, you know, not a, peop- a lot of people go watch. You know, I like guess. A United Kingdom, which I saw last year, or maybe it was two years ago. She was great in it. That was a powerful but motion picture. Exactly. That was a powerful motion Hostiles. picture. Right. It was great yeah, hostile. That's true. That's true. But you're right. I mean, you know, it, it's it's sad, and and we've had this discussion before. But some of my favorite films, yeah, some of the films that I think are the best films released every year don't translate at the box office, right? You know. But you're right. United mm-hmm. Kingdom is a prime example. Mm-hmm. I would love for Beirut to do something to box office. I think it's a tremendous film. Yeah, I, I think it's it's hard to compete to get those people in there. You know, just get well, get millions to turn out. What you want to go see? You want to go see a history lesson about Beirut? Lebanon and all the war that was going on over there with the with the Israelis and stuff, or do you want to go see a gorilla, a wolf, <laughs> right. and an alligator tear the hell out of Chicago? No, oh, I, I I I don't disagree. <laughs> I mean, I I don't disagree. I mean, that's that's kind of why, um, you know, that's kind of why I was glad to see the the uh, Com Film Festival ban Netflix. You know, they 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 can't have anything there because you know they've realized in France that that's a TV station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. TV station. It's not a movie studio. Mm-hmm. And and I, I, I don't think people realize that, you know, it it's um when you're releasing something to the theater, you're trying to get millions of people to get up off the couch and go somewhere and do something. Yep. yep. That's very different than having something on the television. Generally when a movie goes straight to on demand, it's not any good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a TV show. <laughs> when some, when something goes straight to video or straight to Netflix, that's not a real movie. Okay, so I got to ask you both a question. The the genre of movies right now that are killing at the box office is right. horror. Horror is killing yes. at the box office. Yes. And th- those movies traditionally are fairly, well, when you look at something like Rampage and things of that okay. nature, as mm-hmm. far as how much money did you spend to make the movie, right. it's a pittance. I mean, A Quiet Place. 20 was 17 million dollars to make it and they say it has surpassed 100 million dollars this weekend it's crazy you worldwide know, it'll it'll, yeah. it'll pass 100 i think it did around 40 here at our box office 
but 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 here's the thing and you're you're talking about the past what's happened now is there a higher quality of motion picture well yeah you know, they're, the, they're well the, done the horror films now are not just your standard slash them up blood splash everywhere thing oh he's coming around the corner he's cutting people's throats now blood splashed everywhere and all the little <laughs> gotcha things it's not like that there's a thought process behind these films they've got a budget they're real well-written movies mm-hmm. the script is good they bring in some actors that understand that meaty script there's something to it you're, you know when you're talking about the slasher things of the past those are just grindhouse drive-in Something to throw on the screen at two a.m. And I love you know them. right, right. <laughs> but what that, that's, there's no fair comparison when you, when you're talking about something like Truth or Dare or Quiet Place, yeah. or Get Out mm-hmm. or or um, uh, It or um, Split. When you're talking about movies like that, you're talking about quality motion pictures that happen to be horror films. Well, those mm-hmm. last, not the same thing, man. Well, and when you say those last four motion pictures, right, and then you say that for, the first one, Truth or Dare, from Bloomhouse, right. That's a totally different, you know, large area between those movies. Right, right. But they fall within the horror genre. Oh, yeah. And and I, I just think the genre as a whole is more big budget now and more quality than in years past. Yeah. You know, before they would spend a dollar on the movie and be happy if it made $2. You know, okay, and we'll churn out another one next week. Uh, almost like a serial western from back in the 50s, you know. It, it, it's Friday not like the 13th. that. Good yes. Up. Good. Good point. Make another one and another one and another one and just turn yeah. one out every Freddy, year. Freddy, Nightmare right, on Elm Street. Right. They just got more creative with the they're horror films. They're junk. Mm-hmm. Right. No, they're, they're just, they're quality films mm-hmm. now that happen to be horror films. Yeah. yeah. That's what mm-hmm. it amounts to these days. I mean, it it's it has evolved into something that's translated to box office yeah. because people know quality. I mean, people know, you know, they, they want to see some good quality. In the 70s and the 80s right? are was nothing more than shock, blood, and boobs. That's right. That's and, what it was. Right. And those movies sucked. You know, uh, but they were they were cheap to make. Maybe yeah. They were cheap to maybe make. Maybe later you didn't need a return you know, they on your investment. Them out. Right. The the original thought process behind something like Friday the thirteenth was good. When you get to the fifteenth chapter, <laughs> yeah. no. Yes. No, Jason in outer space. Yeah, I mean, what that is was all, terrible. You know, why are you make you know just uh, Hellraiser? That's another they franchise needed the needs to go away. They needed the check. unless they're going to reboot it. Right. I mean, now you're it's it it has come to something, and and mm-hmm. I mean when you're talking about a quiet place is just tremendously well written. That's a unique film. Yes, it's unique. It is it is so well done, mm-hmm. so well written, and it has a, a bigger message than just shock. That's true. I mean, it's but, about family. But yep. you have A-list stars doing these movies. Oh, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's not some bums in a mask. <laughs> A-list stars do these movies. Yeah, I mean, Chastain is going to be in uh, It too next year. Okay. You know, you know, she's playing the girl. A-plus list stars. Mm-hmm. You know? You can't just take the stunt man and give him a change. <laughs> But you know, it's just put same, a rubber mask on the. It's dish. the same thing it's with fake blood. With Send the, him out. With the action genre, run over there, Tommy. Chase that girl. It's the same way. Okay, action. It's, film it's is the same, same way with the action genre. <laughs> Used to be anybody would be in those. Now, uh, it's the big name stars that are doing them. I mean, Tom Cruise is making a living off of Mission Impossible. That's a good. It's a great franchise. Yeah, those Jack Reacher movies. He's done oh, well yes. with those. Yeah. 
you know, so, you know, I just know that you know the those, Mummy reboot was kind of a flop. It was all right though in the U.S. It was big overseas, but yeah. Speaking I, about overseas, right? Did you see the trailer for the Meg? Have you seen the trailer? I have not seen. I that. saw it the other day. Okay. I have not seen that. I, I, you're going to love this. I'm just telling you, you're going to love this, Matt, because we have had this discussion for over a year now okay. about how big the Asian market has gotten. It is, it's big. Mm-hmm. It's right. really it's, big. Well, China has surpassed the United States in box office. But as we talked about before, there are a lot of cities of substantial size in China that don't have a cinema yet. Yeah, yeah. just going to get bigger. There are a lot of cinemas. You know, the Indian cinema market is dominated by one-screen cinemas, you know. Um, Saudi Arabia is just going to get its first movie theater this year. So the international box office I tell is going to continue to grow. You need to call the Crown Prince over there. <laughs> oh, please. You need to the only, Riverdale 10 2. The only oh, thing holding oh. back the, the Chinese. They won't box, let you so You're not going to be able to serve alcohol. The only thing. So, <laughs> you, you think you think white counties in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> no, the, the only thing holding back. Only thing holding back the Chinese box office is they limit how many American films can be played there every year, yeah. and they limit what time of year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, around Chinese New Year, they don't allow American films on the screen. If they did, it would be even bigger. Okay, the Chinese so, box offices, there are certain times of year that American films are shut out, and it's Chinese-made movies only. We're coming up to a break. Let me just tell you about okay. the, 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 uh, the trailer. <laughs> it's a made by an American studio. It's right? written by American writers. Jason Statham is the big actor that's in it. Right. Mm-hmm. But everybody around him is Asian. Okay. Wait till you see it. I mean, it is, it was, I mean, because we've been talking about right. this, it just like a big old bloody thumb sticking up to me. You <laughs> right. know, I could miss seeing it. Right. That movie's going to do huge box it office will. over in Asia. It's it, scaring me. And what it we need. Yes, it does. What we need, what we need is we need a homegrown American film market where studios are making movies for the American domestic market. We need that. I love the home runs like Black Panther. Yeah. I love the Avengers Infinity War that's mm-hmm. going to do massive worldwide. I love Furious 8 and Furious 9 and all that. But the Chinese have a homegrown market, domestic. India has it, right? Russia has yep. it. Yeah. You know, France has it. United Korea States has it. United States well, needs South to have Korea. that. Yeah, United States <laughs> needs to have that. We need, a, we need people, filmmakers to go in there and say, okay, I want this to be a hit in the United States. Yeah. And if it transfers overseas, cool. If not, okay. Not but, everything. But they're making movies now specifically for, for the, the Asian, Asian market. I agree. Yep. I agree. But mm-hmm. going in, everything doesn't need to be a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah. Everything doesn't need to be Star Wars. Everything doesn't need to be Black Panther. There is still room for good quality motion picture making like Isle of Dogs in Beirut. I'll tell you another one. All right. And that is uh, uh, Atomic Blonde. I thought that was a great motion picture. Right. That was really good. It was. They have green, really good. They've greenlit number two. Well, yeah, you got the same director and the same it team. It only made that, $90 million, though, but that's what I'm saying. The same team, the same director that did John Wick. Yeah. So so if you enjoyed it, Atomic Blonde is just a female John Wick. It is. Basically. The soundtrack is rocking. Mm-hmm. It was a very time-specific place for right. Berlin and the fall of the wall and everything, and and. They put that together very well, and it was a good action vehicle for her. I think she enjoyed doing the movie. I, oh, she I was very impressed enjoyed with that. It. Uh, when we were talking about um, some of the bigger movies from last year, you know, or, or and or some that we 
particularly enjoyed. Atomic Blonde, Baby Driver, yep. Logan, mm-hmm. uh, Kong, Skull Island. Oh, yep. yeah. Those were some top films for They're me great. last year. And, of course, we've already mentioned Get Out and Split. We've already mentioned you know Hidden Figures and those from last year that were great. But right. those films were kind of popcorny and really good you know i mean costco was a popcorn movie logan's a popcorn movie yep. you know and you could say you could say atomic blonde was in a way even baby driver but baby driver and atomic blonde were, were quality filmmakers oh man no they kidding. were they were and they had great cast in them as well Yeah, great soundtrack well written just happened to be action films all right gotta take a break we'll come back we'll talk some more we got uh, news coming up shortly Next half hour, Cersei Cinema, eight tickets to be given away here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And we'll run over what all is playing in every theater so you know what to go see for this uh, weekend. Hey, don't forget about the uh, 100% satisfaction guarantee from Aero Plumbing. If you're not 100% satisfied with the service that they've provided, we will refund all your money. How do I know that? Because they have these cards with their people that they'll show to you when they come out to do work at your home. They, uh, they do a great job. Not only are they great plumbers, but they take good care of your house as well. For instance, how about a clean home guarantee? They guarantee that their expert's going to clean after himself, leave your home clean, or they'll send a professional uh, crew out to clean your entire home. They believe in what they do. They want to give you the kind of service that you have coming to you. You just go online to, uh, you know, Google, put in Aero Plumbing, or go to their website, aeroplumbing.net. All right, we're back with you here in the studios of the Dave Ellswick Show. Russ is here. I'm here. Matt's here. Hey, Zach now. is here. And uh, hey, let me just throw it your Russ way, Matt. Russ is all over the world right now. Yeah, you're, Look out you're, now. Going, you're doing all kinds of stuff over there. I've seen you flipping all the switches over there uh bring us up to date on riverdale 10 what do you got going down this weekend riverdale what's 10. playing beirut we just were talking about it good rampage mo- good movie another movie we talked about great popcorn movie take mm-hmm. kids they'll like it just know a couple of scenes in it that probably not good for somebody under nine years old but if they're 10 or above yeah uh, you can handle it <laughs> truth or dare Okay. The Quiet Place. Mm-hmm. Chappaquiddick. Ready Player One. Good movie. Black Panther. Great movie. Blockers. Who knows? Tyler Perry's Acrimony. <laughs> Death of Stalin. Riverdale10.com. Buy your tickets in advance. Monday night at 735, we'll have a Bring Your Own Dog screening of Isle of Dogs. You can bring your dog and watch the show. The movie's playing five times a day every day. But Monday night at 735, that's when you can bring your dog. Dogs need a ticket as well as owners. It will sell out. Buy your tickets in advance. They're Riverdale10.com. That's Monday night at 7.35. Over 40 beers, eight different wines, electric leather recliner seats with tables and reserve seating. Riverdale10.com to buy your advance tickets. Get that theater group refill bucket. You buy the refill bucket and popcorn is free every Wednesday all year long to the end of 2018. And refills are only $4. It's a great, group. great buy. Refill bucket. You can use it at all four locations. I've got it. Check out Riverdale10.com. I like popcorn at the movies. <laughs> Down south in Hot Springs, we're playing Rampage, Truth or Dare, Blockers, Ready Player One, I Can Only Imagine, and A Quiet Place. And, of course, we're serving over 40 different beers, eight different wines, and a full food menu right there at HotSpringsVIP.com. Just click Menu, see what hot 
fresh made-to-order food we're serving. You can sign up for the email newsletter, like us on Facebook, and download the free Theater Group mobile app. That's for all four movie theaters, and the links to all of that are on the web pages. HotSpringsVIP.com. Now, all of the theaters will be playing I Feel Pretty next Friday, the 20th, from Amy Schumer. Hmm. Moving up to Dave's hometown, SilverScreenCabot.com is the website. Cabot. Big city of Cabot, see Dave's hometown. Mm-hmm. Now in Cabot, we feature the luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating in all eight auditoriums. Go to SilverScreenCabot.com, buy your advance tickets, reserve your seats today. Click menu to see the full food menu of hot, fresh, made-to-order food, pizzas, chicken tenders, cheeseburgers, french fries, chicken sandwiches, state fair corn dogs, Nathan's hot dogs, Nathan's sliders, White Castles, now Bavarian you, pretzels. Where were, You were going to Riverdale 10, and you were wondering on the chicken strips, how many chicken strips do you get? I actually got pizza. Oh, That's you got, got pizza. the pizza? Yeah, I got pepperoni. How was the pizza? Oh, it was great. Fresh right. made to order pizza. Yes, sir. We don't cook mm-hmm. the pizza till you order the pizza. Mm-hmm. It's a nice pizza. It's made fresh and hot. We also have several desserts, including key lime pie and chocolate peanut butter pie, and all your traditional movie theater candy and nachos and hot dogs and popcorn and soda and bottled water, all of that. Okay, now I know SilverScreenCabot.com. You're in keeping in shape, but what's your what's your favorite theater candy? When Man. you break down, I don't know. You can't you can't stand it anymore. You're in a just cold so sweat. You gotta have some. I love theater nachos though. Okay. Theater nachos are so good. I love some theater nachos, man. With jalapenos? Uh, no, no. I just go with like the I just go with the large size with the double cheese. Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that Gale's cheese sauce that we serve. And 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 he's right. The pizzas are good. We got those turbo chef pizza ovens. They make those pizzas hot and fresh and piping. That's good. Mm-hmm. I do like the chicken tenders uh, with the fries. White Castle sliders are good. Well, you got a good. I mean, you get a good hot meal at any of the four theaters. You really can. And you need a good hot meal to go with the beer and wine that we're serving at Riverdale Ten and in Hot Springs. So and probably soon in Cabot. That's what we're hoping for. We're yeah. shooting for that this summer. We're going to take a break. So we're going to listen to what the news has to tell us. Zach is going to come back and tell us what his favorite candy is. Mine is Milk Duds. Love Milk Duds at the movie theater. Of course, that's probably why I don't have any teeth anymore. We got more coming your way. Stick with us. We'll be back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Second hour of Dave Ellswick Show, a Friday edition. Fun Friday. Again, don't forget tomorrow, 17th annual anniversary sale over at Safari Pets in Cabot, 808. You know, West Main, stop by, save yourself big money on dog food, cat food, all kinds of food, uh, grooming, all that kind of stuff. You can save yourself some money. I'm going to turn it back over to Matt Smith, who is our special guest on Fridays, uh, and let him tell you what's playing at the other theaters, as well as to remind you that we got some Cersei Cinema 8 tickets we'll be giving away here. Just moments. Just be ready to call in to win. Matt, it's yours. In Dave's hometown, at the Cabot 8 VIP Cinema. Good place to go. We've installed the all-new luxury leather electric recliners. In every one of the theaters now. With tables and reserved seating. Make sure you check it out. Go to silverscreencabot.com. Buy your advance tickets. Click on the menu. See what we got. Get the hot-cooked food there. This week, we are playing Rampage, Truth or Dare, Sergeant Stubby, an American Hero, a Quiet Place, 
blockers. I can only imagine. Ready Player One, Black Panther, and Paul, Apostle of Christ. Before you go any further, Paul, the Apostle of Christ, is a great movie. Really, really, really good movie. I really was impressed with it. Zach has seen it. Yep. Russ has seen it. Matt, have you watched it yet? I haven't seen it you yet. you got to watch it. It's really good. Go ahead. What about I Can Only Imagine? I haven't gone and seen that. Wow. It's been huge. Popular. Yeah, I know it's been People big. have loved it. SilverScreenCabot.com. I'm a big Paul guy. I like Paul. Gotcha. All right. SilverScreenCabot.com. Be sure to get that 2008 refill popcorn tub. Get free popcorn every Wednesdays. Bring it back. Bring it back Thursday through Tuesday. Get a refill for just $4. But every Wednesday, your popcorn's free through the entire year. Check out SilverScreenCabot.com. See our full food menu there. Like us on Facebook. Download the free mobile app. Sign up for the email newsletter. All the links are on the website, SilverScreenCabot.com. A little further north, Cersei Cinema 8. That's CerseiCinema.com. Playing this week, Rampage, Truth or Dare, A Quiet Place, I Can Only Imagine, Sergeant Stubby, an American Hero, Ready Player One, Blockers, Black Panther, and God's Not Dead 3, A Light in the Darkness. CerseiCinema.com, and you can check out the full food menu there, as well as sign up for the email newsletter, like the Facebook page, and download that theater group mobile app. It is free. All four of the cinemas offer the 2008 refill popcorn tub. You can buy it at any cinema, and it's good for free popcorn throughout the year at all four locations. Of course, if you pick pick up a gift card at any of the four locations, it's good at all the others. And... We're serving the same fresh, hot, cooked food at every theater. All four have the same menu. And it's good food. It really is good food. Those pretzels? Yes. Those suckers are to die for. Bavarian pretzels made to order. State Fair corn dogs made to order. Nathan's hot dogs. White Castle cheeseburger sliders. Uh, White Castle. Cheese sticks. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Mozzarella cheese sticks. Toasted ravioli. Chicken wings. Chicken tenders, chicken sandwiches, French fries, cheeseburgers, made-to-order handcrafted pizza, key lime pie, chocolate peanut butter pie, ice cream, of course, candy and popcorn, now you soda, got, you guys nachos. Got, you get some kind of special ice cream, don't you? Loblolly ice cream made in Arkansas. Where is it made at Locally in sourced in Little Rock. Is it really? Yes, sir. All natural ingredients. Very some cool. Some farm-to-table stuff. Okay. Right there. Arkansas owned and operated. Hmm. Since it's his birthday today, yeah. do you know who brought the first recipe for ice cream to America? Uh, Alexander Bram Grill. I don't know. It's <laughs> no not that far. Thomas Bra- Jefferson. Franklin Roosevelt. I don't know. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas okay. Jefferson. Yeah. Really? He loved ice cream. ice cream. And uh, he used to serve it at the White House. Oh, wow. Got it while he was in France. That's interesting. Who yeah. doesn't love ice cream? There you go. So he gave us. The Constitution, but you know, bottom line though, he gave us ice cream. That'd be enough to get the guy reelected, right there. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> An ice cream, ice cream in every bowl. Yeah, vote TJ. Yeah, for De- ice cream. Declaration of you Independence. You scream, ice cream. We all scream for TJ. It's <laughs> just what it is. Declaration of Independence. There is a smudge on it originally because it used to say life liberty pursuit of happiness and ice cream i had to mark that part out huh? <laughs> vanilla chocolate we got it all strawberry 
Get on down here, tutti frutti. <laughs> the, the, the 13 flavors of the colonies. It's all there in Monticello. <laughs> oh, I tell you. All right, so I'm, I promised that I would uh, ask oh, this. Oh, my bad. Go. Your favorite candy at the theater, Zach? It's a tie between Snickers and M&M's. Snickers or M&M's? Oh, I love Nothing. Snickers. I love Do you like yeah, the do big too. bar or do you like the little bites? Hold up, though. Reese's Cups. I love Reese's Cups, too. I'm not a big fan of Reese's Cups. Man, it's just hard to beat chocolate and peanut butter. No, I Man. like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in vanilla ice cream. So I eat a lot of Sonic Blasts with that. Oh, man, that sounds so good. Of course, I don't know don't the eat Snickers. Them very you got often. the caramel in there with the chocolate, and you got the peanuts <laughs> in there. So that's good, too. I don't know. Maybe a Snickers Reese's mashup. There you go. That'd be pretty good. You with could, some ice cream. You could do that. <laughs> you could do that. So you didn't tell me. The big candy bar or the little one? That's you know? a tough one. Um, goodness. Give me the big bar with two inside. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. We're with mm-hmm. you. We're yeah, the with double you. stack of Snickers. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I'm a huge, huge fan of, you know, the wonderful world of milk duds. They're popular and only in the movie theater. That's kind of yeah. weird about yeah. that. But I, that's, I don't know if I picked it up when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. When my parents would take me to movies. My See, that's why I'm such a movie bu- uh, uh-huh. buff is my parents. Would take me when we go see a big, big movie. We yeah. go to the indoor theater, right? You know American the ones, that, the ones that look like the Greek theaters right. inside <laughs> and all that. And the oh, yeah. big red curtains around the screen and all that. And you dressed now, up to go. Now, if I was going to go see McHale's Navy with my dad, <laughs> we we went and saw it at the at the drive-in, the right. Ridge Road drive-in, right? That's where we went, we'd stop at the park more across the street and have fish and chips, and head into the drive-in. Fish nice. and chips, huh? Didn't buy anything. You're not going to like this. Uh, telling you're Matt telling this. me? Yeah, I'm telling you. I didn't work at the joint. I know that. But <laughs> they, <laughs> What's it got to do mom, with me? My mom would make a huge roaster, you know, the right. big turkey roasters, mm-hmm. full of sugar popcorn. And then we would have our, uh, of course, ice chest and have all kinds of uh, Coca-Cola's and those. I'm just telling you, it was a, it was a, it was a cool you know way what? going. You know what? People wonder why drive-ins went out of business. <laughs> now we know. Now I know why, because the uh, <laughs> property that they were sitting on was more we know worth more money than what <laughs> the drive-in was worth anyway. I still like going to the drive-in. Oh, man. Yeah, you, There's you, something special not, about going you're not, to the drive-in. You're not telling me nothing new, man. We we used to have movies for a dollar. We'd do, we'd do movies on, we'd have a discount night on Tuesday night. Yeah. And it didn't matter if your if your ticket was five dollars or four dollars or three dollars or two dollars or a dollar, yeah, the people coming would not buy anything to eat or drink. Yeah, didn't matter. The people coming on a discount movie night fall into two categories: one, they don't have any money. Yeah, or two, they have money and refuse to spend it. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's that's what happens on discount night, man. I mean, it it is is it's just unbelievable. True. Yeah, we used to have a we used to have a a free popcorn night. Where we had a night, and you could bring in just whatever you wanted to bring. You could bring in a bag from the house. You could bring in a bowl. You could bring in a trash bag, a 55-gallon drum. I remember that. We'd fill it up with popcorn, and you could take it into the room with you, right? And on your way home, we'd fill it up. And people would still try to sneak other food in. People would bring in cans of soda in their jackets and purses and boots after we gave them free popcorn. You know? I mean, there's just some customers you don't want. (laughs) 
you know? Yeah. I mean, they're not customers, really. They're bums. You don't want them, <laughs> you know? I'm understanding what you're saying. All right, we got to yeah. get a break in. Oh, I got a pair of tickets. Go to Searcy Cinema 8 if you'd like them. Be the third caller at 823-0965. 823-0965. Got two tickets. Searcy <laughs> Cinema Seriously. 8. All right, I'm going to suggest, oh, by the way, con- uh, congratulations, Alicia Talbert. She's the winner from Little Rock. Winner of the tickets up at Searcy. Okay. We'll be uh, looking forward to seeing you up there. Bottom line, uh, you might want to go on the uh, website for uh, Riverdale 10 or Cabot Cinema or whichever and uh, buy your tickets now for Avengers Infinity War. Yep. Uh, Ticket sales thus far for that movie have been so good, their advanced tickets have outsold Seven Marvel movies combined. All of their tickets sold combined. People are looking forward to seeing this movie. I bought my tickets, I believe, a week after it was um it was released. Basically, where you can buy your tickets, go ahead yeah. and buy them. So I waited a week, and then seats were still available at Riverdale Ten. So I yep. decided to go ahead and pay for my tickets. Well, tickets are on sale for Thursday the twenty sixth, Friday the twenty seventh, mm-hmm. Saturday the twenty eighth, Sunday the twenty ninth. I'm looking here. I want to see how. I'm going to tell everybody. Call right now, I bet you. Yeah, me and, yeah. yeah me and my fellowship um, instructor and a few others yeah. are going that night on Thursday night. And it's going to be about, I guess, six or seven of us. So It should be crowded. I, I mm-hmm. don't know, you know, I don't know if this movie will do Black Panther business. But yeah. It's going to be a big movie. There's no doubt. All right. So they're over half full for the 7 o'clock showing that Thursday night. Ah, okay. There you go. That's already done. And for the 10 o'clock showing, well... You can get in on a 10 o'clock showing. On Friday night, however, because that's when people really think is they're filling up pretty good on Friday night for that as well. They'll go fast. Just know. Riverdale10.com. When it mm-hmm. opens, man, when 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 they start really running, they're not running TV ads hardly for the movie yet. You're right. SourceyCinema.com, yep. Riverdale10.com, mm-hmm. SilverScreenCabot.com. Those tickets for the opening Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that opening four days, opening weekend of Avengers Infinity War are on sale now. So you know it's going to be a big movie when they don't feel like they even have to advertise it. <laughs> and they don't have to advertise this movie. They will. Oh, yeah. They'll start blowing it out. Yeah, about week. two weeks out. They'll yeah. just start really running them. So everybody Absolutely. Sees them. Uh, tonight, just getting away from movie theater real quick, on Netflix, they're dropping. I'm excited about this. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, they're going to have... Uh, Lost in Space. And it's a movie, not a series. No, it's a series. It's a series. Okay. Series. Uh, okay. Redra- it's a, a reboot of the series. Hopefully, it's better than the movie that came out in the 90s. I think I've only seen that movie once. It was terrible. But, you know. That's the one. It was, that, that wasn't the one. Did it have a monkey in it? Uh, Maybe could, that's why it didn't do well. Yeah, it didn't have a monkey know. in it. It had know. a monkey in it. Anyway. If I remember. I, I I remember being excited about when they relaunched it, and it was just abysmal. Yeah, uh, because that movie was as bad as all of the uh, you know Fantastic Four oh movies that have been goodness. made. Oh my goodness! I mean, every fan. I don't know how they keep missing Fantastic Four. Is Fantastic. Cursed. I don't know. It's yeah, it must be cursed. That movie cursed. from 2015. I was so upset that I it's wanted. Horrible. I wanted to walk to the managers like I want my money back. So bad. Give so me bad. my money back. So bad. 
I paid fifteen dollars to watch it. I think so maybe bad. in three D. Wow. Well, not three D, but um, whatever IMAX. it was, RPX. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you. I was pissed. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. Me and my friend. Like, how can you? Well, you can. Miss. All of them are. You can. All of them. Yeah, you can miss. When you start changing the canon, all right? I don't even so know why. Bad. When you I, don't have a brother and sister, you got to have a brother or a sister and a you know an adopted brother. I just knew it from the start. I was doomed. Terrible. Like, it was stick, so bad. You know, stick with the comic book. Yeah, it's like Noah. Why don't you just stick with the book, man? Yeah. Why did you go off on don't, an environmental go tangent with, with, with go Noah? Was what stick with the book, man. It's is is the greatest, is the biggest selling film uh, book of all time. I mean, it's been on the yeah. best number one bestseller list, you know, before there was paper. <laughs> and, and you know, you make this movie Noah, and you don't go by the book. Yeah. How do you, how do, you was, do that? It I was mean, big when it was, was written on idiot? parchment. Right, right. When it was written in stone, it was a top seller. <laughs> right. Everybody was trying to get a copy as fast as they could chisel them out. And you're going to make this movie Noah and not go by the book. And have. Seriously. I mean, was Noah not the most horrible thing ever? And have rock people talking, in it. Talking about the environment and, like, don't what? eat protein or something. Yeah. Then the guy was trying to eat a plant. I mean, it was just all. It was just so weird. It was like a bad. Like, somebody got a hold of some bad weed or marijuana or something and writing the script. Yeah, it was I terrible. mean, did you watch that thing? Was it not just awful? <laughs> I did not go see it. The only one worse was Gods of Egypt. I mean, that thing was worse than Noah. It was? That, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and that's, yeah. you know, there's a good point to this. What? I think that all the people who are in Games of Thrones yeah. are cursed on the big screen. No. I mean, Jamie was in Gods no. of Egypt. Yes, she was. No. Yep. Emily, what's her name, that plays uh Don't the, talk about GOT, baby. Cersei? Yeah, Cersei. That's right. She, she, she was she in did, Dread. She did the, the Terminator movie, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling now, you. Now, the what's name? Who's plays? Um, who's the? Uh, what was it? John uh, John Stone Snow. He was in the movie he was last in, he year. Was, yeah, he was in the volcano movie. Yeah. What was it, that? Not Vesuvius. It was something else. I didn't go see it. Okay, I went and saw it. It was terrible. <laughs> Speaking of TV, West Westworld's back on HBO on the 22nd. I'm looking really? forward to this that. Month. Yeah, because yeah, this, this is going to be good because Westworld's good, now, now they are self-aware. Right. Oh, I love HBO. HBO is the channel, man. You're totally right about Westworld that. is awesome. Well, Westworld, I it's knew so it was going to mm-hmm. be good. I had so read good. about it, and I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't realize they were going to get into so deep philosophical questions as they got oh, well that, they confused so. me at first so i had to watch it a second time i was like oh okay i see what's going on now yeah have so, you been watching that big mafia on amc oh my gosh that's, that's a great a show. show big mafia but on amc i'm gonna tell you it's nothing but a retelling of the godfather yeah it is in a, in a, in a large way in a it's large the godfather. way they okay. kind of spread it around and stuff and made it russian but so yeah. It's, yeah. it's a new show Mc mafia yeah. has been about five six AMC. episodes amc yeah it's, it's good. really and they do good. some really good history channel um Another month, I think Vikings is back. Thank is you. It? Thank you for reminding me. I like Vikings. Vikings, good. Vikings love Vikings. Good. That's a good show. Yeah, but AMC, you know, of course, they did The Walking Dead. Right. And Fear the Walking Dead. Netflix just got season two of Into the Badlands, so I'm going to watch that. That's coming back this third month as well. season. Coming it's up on AMC. the third season of Badlands. AMC. You know that, right? Mm. Okay. It's the third season. Not second. Third. But when? Uh, it's coming this out month. this month. Yeah. I need to catch 20, up. Was season it, three. 22nd? 22nd, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 22nd, yeah. Oh, yeah, so that world. means we get to watch that and 
Westworld on yep. the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, both of those are back and he does such a great job in into the badlands i mean he just Johnny, he's, Johnny, yeah, Ooh, he's, he's great right yeah. he's great that old that old concept is wonderful that's that's they just up well, all they did is bring all the chop suey movies from the 70s up to date well i, I don't well, that's know what they, it's almost like a, it's almost like them. a composite of those though how they pull all those storylines together yeah. i don't know amc is 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 really hitting on all eight cylinders that's a great channel you they're know, really every, good everybody was a huge bruce lee fan right oh yeah <laughs> that was Definitely. a huge but you know who i really really liked sunny chiba hmm. street fighter okay 70s. i think street fighter was one of the great martial arts movies it was good nothing against bruce i love bruce I mean, I'm big. I got every one of his movies. He was not with us long enough. He should have made more films. Yes, about what a talent. Have. What a talent. He, and he was just scratching it. No, he just was, getting just started. Get, getting, just getting, getting going. Because he, he was, was breaking be. through all of the so discrimination good. that he had to go oh, yeah. through. Yeah. Was he just 30? How was he? I think you're right. Yeah. He yeah. was very young. Yeah. I mean, you just know, like the, his son was very young. Yeah. That clown um, that took the Kung Fu concept and David Carradine. Yeah. Yeah. That was a total ripoff of Bruce Lee's idea. Well, he was. Kung he Fu. had been cast, and then all of a sudden, woke up one morning, looked at the Hollywood Reporter, and it said David Carradine had been put into. Yeah. The thing. I mean, that was just yeah. terrible what they did to. Yeah. Have you you remember that movie? Uh, I got to be real quick here, but the movie he did and James Garner was in it. And he went in James Garner's office, yeah, and, and just yeah. tore it up, and then yeah. he, he he like flies through the air, and James Garner ducks and he goes through the plate glass window. Yeah. From about the 14th floor of the building. But he was so great in in, in the Green Lantern. Oh, Green, yeah, Green Hornet. Yeah, yeah, Green Hornet. That's right, right. He was Cato. Yeah, he was, was so good. They said they said action in one scene, and he just went ballistic on the stage, and he got and the guy said cut, and everybody just stood there. Nobody could say anything because he just had gone crazy, and it was just so over the top and so cool. Yeah, that everybody he said awesome. we got a hit. So good. I mean, he was he was the star of that show oh yeah yeah the the green hornet just happened to be there yeah yeah it was, it was he just showed up man. go write a newspaper article it was like robin pimping batman out i mean it yeah. really was i mean it really was he, he too ran bad Bert, too bad Burt ward couldn't do that on batman really that would have been made it really good unbelievable too. Been he was there kato was a champ yeah he was good all right time for let matt go he needs to go home take a nap yes that time he's been out been partying week. all week. Been a tough now, week, now understand when Matt goes partying, there's no alcohol, no drugs, no nothing involved. It's just staying up late. Just hanging out till daylight. Yeah, time for him to go home. Playing guitar or something. And, you know. and check out his eyelids for hope. Yes, I need to. <laughs> all right. Riverdale10.com. They'll be open even if I'm sleeping. Yep. We'll check it out. Go to the website. Get your tickets now for this weekend. I'll be back after uh, Fox News. It's coming up. Give you 60 seconds of what's going on. Then we're going to talk about some of that. When we continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show at 101.1 FM, The Answer. Back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Russ, turn on your microphone. Turn it on, buddy. All right. We've had people calling, having some problems hearing us. They're having problems on the, what, the, the Face Talk Live and all that? On our stream, on our apps, um, and on our live stream on our website 
they're having difficulty. Well, let me just say, they're not hearing anything. They're not getting the stream right now. There are audio issues with the stream. The reason there are audio issues with the stream is because of all the changes that we've gone through. We uh, Obviously, we changed frequencies to 101.1, and at one point, the call letters were KZTS. Then we uh, gave up the call letters of KZTS back to uh, Streets FM on uh, their new signal and re uh, reclaimed, or sh- I shouldn't say reclaimed, but we claimed the uh, call letters of the AM that KZT, that Streets was given. See how KDXC. confusing it so is? It's KDXC. hard for him to keep up with it. The people that take our stream, Triton, had to change the call letters in their system. In doing so, now then they've cut off the stream to... Uh, Clip, which is our interactive app, our phone app. They've cut off the stream to Amazon for Alexa. They've cut off the stream to Salem Interactive, which is our live stream on our website. And now everybody is just trying. It's a domino effect, Dave. And everybody's just trying to get it all back in order and get their heads from stopping uh, to stop their heads from spinning. Well, right I, now. I mean, I understand all this. I just wanted to. Are you sure? I just wanted you to try to explain it to our listeners because, you know, they're trying to figure out how they're going to, you know, get our, our stuff. How much longer do you think it's going to take a couple of days? Uh, I could be hopeful. Okay. <laughs> I, I really don't know. I, I, I talked uh, to Salem Interactive and they are, they are working on it. So as soon as uh, the good news is we're clear, we're clear here. Our stream is going out. Unfortunately, it goes to a to to a satellite location in Triton, who sends it out to everybody else out there. Be it um, TuneIn, uh, Salem Interactive, Clip, um, Amazon, uh, TuneIn. Did I say TuneIn? Uh, and and iHeart. Right. And all of those people. So it's just a matter of clearing it all up and getting it all put back together again and when russ calls them and somebody answers the phone there's just all the screaming in the background and stuff as they're running around trying to get it all straightened out the world's on fire the world's on fire they all look like the guy in the movie airport up in the uh, control tower with his hands up in the air and screaming (laughs) what exactly was he screaming i forget what he was screaming in that movie it was a great movie I don't a, know that we could say half the stuff that he was screaming. Well, that's we? true. Just like, uh, who was it? The, the pilot says, uh, this was a terrible day to stop drinking. <laughs> I, just, I love that movie. That's a, no, that's a classic movie we show, we should show again. All right. So for some, it means liberation. This is, uh, something that's happening more and more now for the baby boomers. Uh, for others, it means loss. For women, particularly, the doubling of the divorce rate for the 50-plus crowd since the 1990s can mean something far more prosaic, a need to shoulder the big financial decisions that they let their spouses deal with when they were married. And often, uh, they find some nasty surprises after he's gone. A majority of married women, 56%, still leave major investing and financial planning decisions to their spouse. 
It's not just older women slipping into the more traditional gender roles of their parents. Some 61% of millennial women said they leave investment decisions to their husbands. Now, I don't know about other parents out there. I can, I'll be honest with you. When I raised my kids, I raised my sons like I was raised by my mother to be able to cook, to sew, to do their laundry, to, you know, iron and all the rest. Because my mother always said that her son shouldn't have to depend on a woman. Well, half of my kids were girls. So my wife and I decided that we would teach them everything they needed to know so that they didn't have to defend on a man. My kids, pretty self-independent people. Uh, I taught them uh, a lot of things about investing and things of that nature. I've taught all my kids about that because they've got such a great opportunity that I never had. I mean, when I was uh, in in, uh, uh, college and I was working in the steel mills and and early on in my uh, career uh, making some money, we didn't have the ability to invest uh, in 401ks or uh, in the stock market and things of that nature. I wish that I had, I would have had more money uh, for my retirement than I have now because back in 08, it just about wiped my butt out. But it this just stuns me that, you know, millennial women, 61% of millennial women said they leave investment decisions to their husbands 54% for baby boomer women. And that it's over 50% is disturbing. Women should know how to do all this stuff. Uh, more than 600 women were surveyed, had either been divorced or widowed within the last five years, along with 1,500 couples. The difference is stark in attitudes toward making major financial decisions between married women and women who were divorced or widowed. of widows and divorcee regret not taking part in long-term financial planning when they were in a a couple. 85% of married women who weren't active in making long-term financial decisions said their spouses know more about financial issues than they do. 80% of women said they were content with how financial responsibilities were split in their marriage. Despite all the strides that women have made, they are still abdicating important financial decisions that will profoundly affect their future. Women and uh, divorcees who find themselves alone wish they had been more involved in finances while they were married. Nearly all of them advise other women to get more involved early on and break the cycle of financial abdication. Women practice what they preach, at least those, those do. Of the divorced or widowed women in the survey who remarried, eight out of 10, that's 80%, were more active in the financial decision-making in their current relationship. That's a good move since subsequent marriages have a higher rate of dissolving than do first marriages. And since women have longer life expectancies than men. Women who've been divorced may have been burned by financial surprises that popped up in the split. 
56% of uh, divorced women and widows discovered new financial wrinkles in the process of splitting up. Not all were negative. Some women discovered 401k retirement saving plans they didn't know existed or were simply surprised at how much they didn't know about their finances. Among the most common negative surprises were hidden spending, hidden debt, and hidden accounts. Outdated wills were another unwelcome discovery. Now, that doesn't take long at all to do. And I got to tell you, you need to have uh, a a fresh, uh, you know, have yourself set up uh, with a, a fresh will so there's not going to be any questions uh, after you pass away. And believe me, we're all going to do that. In uh, hindsight, 94% of widows and uh, the women who have divorced would insist on complete financial transparency with their spouse. If you're married and as a couple, uh, you're not sure what's going on. And and this is for the men and the women. Both of you need to know what's going on with the money. You should be sitting down and talking and, and making uh, concerted efforts to, to be transparent and talking to each other about where you want to go, how you're going to get there. And then making sure that your plan is, is, is working. Everybody should know, you know, what's going down. It's something that it it does. It surprises me that many women do not know what's going on in their finances. And it's, it's not right. Uh, I read a story a few years ago about the hidden accounts and you'd be, you'd be stunned by in marriages, how many people, have no idea where all the money is. They don't know where their husbands put it. That makes it really a difficult situation when the person passes away. Should be keeping uh, keeping track of all of that. Just think that you need to keep track for all of that. So we'll keep keep all that uh, that in mind uh, about what's going on. From uh, this from CNBC, oil prices could soon skyrocket to more than $100 a barrel amid escalating tensions in the Middle East. Now, look, if one if anything ever happens in uh, the Middle East, everybody freaks out and then a lot of a lot of the things that they said is going to happen doesn't ever happen. Right now, everybody's all freaked out about who Trump's going to, you know, put missiles into Syria. That Look, Syria is a hellhole right now. I would use a presidential term, but can't use it on the radio. But uh, that's what it is. I really feel sorry for the people who are stuck in that over there. But it, to be honest, it shouldn't have that big of an effect on the uh, the oil market. Crude futures surged to highs not seen since December of 2014, underpinned by greater geopolitical uncertainty in Syria, elevated concerns over the prospect of imminent military action by Western powers. Quote, I don't think it's unfeasible to see 
triple-digit oil prices at some point this year if things really kick off in the Middle East. That's according to uh, the managing director of ACAP Energy. He added that market participants had been laughed out of the room when they projected crude feature futures to reach either 60 or $70 a barrel six months ago, but heightened tensions in the Middle East had since brought about the prospect of oil prices perhaps soaring to more than $100 a barrel later this year. Both benchmarks were on track to post their biggest weekly gain in more than eight months on Friday, shortly after President Trump's comments about potential missile strikes and reports of dwindling global oil stocks. Now, let's talk about dwindling global oil stocks. That might last for a short period of time, but if uh, countries turn it up, they can produce the oil. We can produce the oil hugely and uh, add to the stocks. Uh, Brent crude trading at 72.26 during lunchtime deals. That's up about three-tenths of a percent. Uh, the other oil trading at 67.35, about four-tenths of a percent higher. Both benchmarks have gained about $5 since the start of the week. An uptick in oil prices followed incendiary comments from Trump on Wednesday. The U.S. president tweeted missiles will be coming in response to a suspected chemical attack in Syria over the weekend. He has seen sought to dial back such explosive rhetoric, raising the prospect that an attack on Syria may not be as imminent as it first appeared. Trump's will he or won't he antics are here to stay and will therefore ensure that the geopolitical risk premium remains alive and well. He continued uh, and added oil prices were likely to continue to extend their recent gains in the near term. So uh, that's where we're at about oil. Uh, We've all seen the oil, the gas prices go up. They may go up a little bit more before this is all over. Don't forget about my friends at PI Roofing. You know they can do a great job on your roof. I've been talking about them 14, 15 years and all the great jobs that they've done. And they did a great job on my house. They've done, uh, you know, the Cabot Cinema 8 rooftop. They've done uh, some other rooftops of businesses that I know, but I'm, I'm not cleared from those businesses to talk about them. I've got several friends that have had their roofs done uh, by uh, PI Roofing, and they're all just happy with how well the work was done. Now, Joel Johnson knows that they're good at this. I mean, I, I know his training program. I know what he does to make sure that the people that go up on the roof of your home, uh, roof your build, uh, building, roof your house uh, in a way that uh, it's going to stay dry inside that house uh, from now until, you know, 15 to 30 years from now. But when it does happen and water gets into your house, there's things that get damaged, things like, uh, you know, drywall, uh, sometimes the baseboards. A lot of time uh, you're looking at uh, painting needs to be done because it's it's been stained by the water that has gotten into your house. There's stuff that needs to be done uh, out maybe on the outside, some pressure washing or carpentry work 
insulation worked on, ventilation worked on. And so what uh, Joel did, because he knows how difficult it is for you to go out and get the contractors to do all those uh, different uh, jobs, he hired people. He's got a team. Uh, in fact, he's got more than one team. He's got teams that will come out and do that work for you. And uh, you save time, you save money by doing it all through PI Roofing. So you give them a call whenever you have a problem with uh, your roof or any kind of damage done by water getting into your house. PI Roofing Home Solutions, your roof leak detectives, 501-687-6246. On the internet, piroofing.com or just Google PI Roofing. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. You know, if you hate paying taxes now, then you're going to hate it when you have to pay it during your retirement. Just wait until you withdraw money from your IRA, your 401k, or other retirement accounts because there's this thing called the required minimum distributions that could force you to withdraw money from these accounts whether you want to do it or not. This could trigger an avalanche of taxes and every year could get more and more expensive. So David Lucas specializes in these strategies that can reduce these taxes and can save you thousands of dollars. Of course, he's a published author. He's the host of the David Lucas show you hear right here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. And if you've saved at least a couple hundred thousand for retirement, be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free review now at 501-653-6690. If you want to learn how you could save thousands in taxes on your IRA or 401k, Call 501-653-6690. Trying to get David on here in the near future because I want to talk specifically about this whole required minimum distributions and how can the government force you to uh, take money out of your accounts if you don't want to. Sounds like something interesting to talk about here uh, in the very near future. The Dave Ellswick Show will come back. I got uh, things to talk about dealing with this whole Comey situation. At five o'clock, we got Americans for Prosperity stopping by. They had a big uh, tax freedom event down at the uh, Capitol today. Uh, we'll talk to them about how that went. And uh, the, the uh, governor spoke about taxes today. See what he had to say and see what these folks have to say about how do we reform the tax uh process here in the state of uh, arkansas that's all coming your way i'll be right back after fox on the dave Ellswick show the tornado watch until 10 o'clock tonight need to know that means that conditions exist uh that uh would make uh, the possibilities of tornadoes uh to uh, form so keep keep that in mind as you go through this evening that we are under a Tornado watch, not a warning again, tornado watch until 10 p.m. A little bit of news for you. Uh, U.S. Senator John Bozeman is attending two events here uh, in central Arkansas this Saturday. He's going to participate in the 13th annual tribute to fallen heroes in Sherwood and speak to the Arkansas chapter of the American College of Cardiology in Little Rock. Uh, the, uh, 
13th annual tribute to fallen heroes ceremony happens tomorrow from 11 a.m. to noon at uh, Sherwood Forest. That's at 1111 West Maryland Drive in Sherwood. And then the uh, Arkansas uh, chapter of the American College of Cardiology meeting is going to be at the Heifer International Center from 1 until 2 p.m. So this the uh, senior sen- uh, senator will be there uh, delivering some remarks if you'd like to hear what he has to say. Big story that came out just about an hour ago, uh, and we've all talk about it, uh, talked about it uh, for several weeks, and that uh, Department of Justice report about uh, former FBI Deputy Director Andrew McCabe has come out. And I want to go through this because I remember how many people posted on their Twitter accounts how terrible it was that uh, they fired him two days before he could get his pension and all that. Well, I want you to listen closely to what the guy did. And uh, I don't feel sorry for him at all. Andrew McCabe, one-time acting FBI director, leaked a self-serving story to the press and later lied about it to his boss and federal investigators, prompting a stunning fall from grace that ended in his firing last month. That, according to a a bombshell report released today by the Justice Department's internal watchdog. Inspector General Michael Horowitz, appointed by President Barack Obama, had been reviewing FBI and DOJ actions leading up to the 2016 presidential election. The uh, report handed over to Congress on Friday, obtained by Fox News, looked at a leak to the Wall Street Journal about an FBI probe of the Clinton Foundation. The report says that McCabe authorized the leak and then misled investigators about it, leaking in a way that did not fall under a public interest exception. Quote, we concluded that McCabe's decision to confirm the existence of the CF investigation through an anonymously sourced quote recounting the content of a phone call with a senior department official in a manner designed to advance his personal interest at the expense of department leadership was clearly not within the public interest exception. McCabe was fired from his role as FBI deputy director last month by Attorney General Jeff Sessions just days before he would have been eligible for a lifetime pension after it was determined that he misled investigators reviewing the Bureau's probe of Hillary Clinton's email server. Sessions said that McCabe made an unauthorized disclosure to the news media and lacked candor, that means he lied, including under oath, which means he perjured himself, on multiple occasions. President Trump reacted to the report today in a highly charged tweet saying McCabe lied, lied, lied. Trump also used the social media platform to describe allegations of collusion between his campaign and Moscow as, quote, all made up by this den of thieves and lowlifes, unquote. The report faults McCabe for leaking information of an August 2016 call to Wall Street Journal reporter Devlin Barrett 
for an October 30th, 2016 story titled FBI in Internal Feud over Hillary Clinton Probe. The uh, story, written just days before the presidential election, focused on the FBI announcing the reopening of the Clinton investigation after finding thousands of her emails on a laptop belonging to former Democratic Congressman Anthony Weiner, who was married to Clinton aide Uma Abedin. The uh, journal's account of the call says a senior Justice Department official expressed displeasure to McCabe that FBI agents were still looking into the Clinton Foundation and that McCabe had defended agents' authority to pursue the issue. Among the purposes of the disclosure was to rebut a narrative that had been developing following a story in the Wall Street Journal on October 23rd that questioned McCabe's impartiality in overseeing FBI investigations involving Clinton and claimed that McCabe had ordered determination of the FBI's Clinton Foundation investigation due to Department of Justice pressure. The leak confirmed the existence of the probe, which then FBI Director James Comey had up to that point refused to do. The report says that McCabe lacked candor in a conversation with Comey when he said that he had not authorized the disclosure and didn't know who had done so. The IG also found that he also lacked candor when questioned by FBI agents on multiple occasions since that conversation where he told agents that he did not authorize the disclosure and did not know who was responsible. McCabe has denied doing anything wrong. Quote, this attack on my credibility is one part of a larger effort, not uh, just to slander me personally, but to taint the FBI, law enforcement, and intelligence professionals more generally, McCabe said in a statement after his firing last month. In a letter submitted by McCabe's counsel after reviewing a draft of the report, McCabe argues that the OIG should credit Mr. McCabe's account over Director Comey's and complains that the report paints Director Comey as a white knight carefully guarding FBI information while overlooking that Mr. McCabe's account is more credible for at least three key reasons. McCabe's counsel, Michael Bromwich, in a statement to Fox News, slammed the uh, internal uh, report. Quote, the core weakness of this report is the lack of any understandable motive for his alleged wrongdoing. It is undisputed that Mr. McCabe was one of three senior FBI officials authorized to share information with the media, including on sensitive investigative matters. He chose to exercise that authority in October 2016 during one of the most turbulent periods in the history of the Bureau with the knowledge of Director Comey and other senior members of FBI management. His purpose was to protect the institutional reputation of the FBI against false claims, including that a sensitive investigation was being shut down for political reasons. McCabe and Bromwich seemingly sought to diminish Uh, diminished the credibility of Comey, blasting his recollection as not at all clear. So this is going to be uh, floating around uh, with the way it's going. Uh, McCabe wrote wrote a dramatic op-ed for the Washington Post in which he again denied lying to or misleading investigators 
and talked of the humiliation he had undergone over the probe and the way in which he was fired. Quote, not in my worst nightmares did I ever dream my FBI career would end this way, unquote. He wrote, well, bottom line, shouldn't perjure yourself. You know, that's what you do when you take an oath. Tell the truth, hold truth, and that's the truth, so help you God. And then you lie about it. And uh, that's the bottom line. So something for him to keep in mind. Uh, also, I just got this in, uh, sent to me. Uh, this from Kerry. Um, he's got his uh, gun uh, shooting going on from 3 to 5 tomorrow. Uh, at first shot in box height. You get to shoot uh, different types of guns. World War II uh, machine guns, Thompson 45, Grease Gun 45, MP40, M14, M249, AR15, and, uh, you know, uh, looking at the rest of this, we will have suppressors, rifles, handguns, and a 50 cal sniper rifle, the first of its kind, a firing range fundraiser. It's going to be a lot of fun with all types of targets to shoot at limited to only 30 people. So if you want to be one of the 30, better get a hold of them. Uh, going to have drinks, snacks, earmuffs for the shooters. You don't have to bring anything to do the shooting. The cost is, uh, cost is $125 per shooter package. And then you can buy extra shots if desired. We have safety range officers on duty and at every station, Again, we can only take the first 30 people to purchase the package. So here's who you call. Call Kerry Murphy, 501-580-3737 to book your spot. Uh, it's going to be tomorrow from uh, 3 in the afternoon until 5 in the evening. Please be there by 245 to go through the safety uh, briefing. The lo- uh, location will be at First Shot LLC. 3308 Boxite Cutoff Road in Boxite. And this is a, a Carrie Murphy for State Representative District 28 fundraiser. So, again, you get the chance to shoot World War II machine guns like the Thompson 45, the Grease Gun 45, MP40, M14, M249, AR15, M16. Plus, there's more to choose from. They're going to have suppressors, rifles, handguns, a 50 cal as well. And it's $125 per shooter. And that, that, that's a real steal. You go to Vegas and go out to the machine gun shoot. You can pay a couple hundred bucks easy. So, uh, you know, pay your money for a good cause, help carry out, get himself elected down there in, in district uh, 28 number to call again, 501 580 37, uh, 37. Okay. Keep that all in mind. Uh, don't forget about Sonny's. Sonny's, uh, of course, is the number one place to go, uh, to, uh, you know, get, uh, the auto salvage you need for your car. Sonny's auto salvage, number one choice for recycled auto parts and the big parts all the way up transmissions, all the way down to, you know, side mirrors and things of that nature. He can find it all for you, and it's all taken off of well-maintained total loss vehicles. The best way you can save some money on making repairs to your car, and you don't have to have the, uh, you know, a transmission or whatever part is that you're getting. 
uh, delivered to a, a mechanical shop. You can have uh, the uh, technicians at Sunny's Auto Salvage do it for you. Get yourself a really good warranty, one, two, three uh, year warranty, parts and labor, and unlimited mileage. You call RD at Sunny's Auto Salvage and he will help you out. 982 7451, the number to call. That's 982 7451. Okay, back with you. Let's take a look now at all this stuff about Comey. You know, uh, we've been talking a lot uh, that his book is coming out, it comes out next week. Some stuff has been leaked out, as it always is, uh, before then. And, uh, you know, he's called the president unethical, kind of loose with the truth and and other things. Well, a lot of people who got advanced copies of the, uh, of the, um, the book are not happy at all uh, with the way that um, the book, presented everything which let's start off some audio here uh chris wallace today uh trashed uh, comey's book calling it a bitchy book in fact and here's what he had to say meanwhile everybody talking about james comey's book in washington this morning oh sir I have to say, I haven't seen a copy of it. I may be the only person in America who hasn't. The New York Times has it on the front page, and the Washington Post has it. And what strikes me is how little new there is in the book. Uh, We get a lot of opinions, very unpleasant opinions, of the president by James Comey. But in terms of hard facts, you know, people are talking about bombshells. There are none. Uh, Basically, everything that he said in terms of the facts of what the president did uh, he already has testified before a congressional committee. And in fact, at one point, he says, while he thinks the president's behavior may have been unethical, it may not have been illegal. The other thing that, that surprises me, frankly, is how bitchy the book is. Uh, Comey goes out of his way to say the president isn't as tall as he thought he was. He checked out the size of his hands the first time they shook hands that he noticed that the president seemed to have little white half moons under his eyes maybe he had sun tanning goggles that he wore Uh, you know i think one could argue that by getting into the kind of political food fight that that james comey has done more damage to his own reputation than Mm -hmm. he has to president trump there you go what kind of a freak is this guy anyway oh comey oh he he's an opportunist you know, he, he has painted himself as the white knight of Washington, D.C. He's got shining armor. He's on his white steed riding around the streets of Washington, saving we it for corruption. We are the that go me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Trey Gowdy, Congressman Trey Gowdy, has some things to say about it as well. Here's he, we got uh, cut three here. Here's him on Comey. What was the process? What is the process? Would he have had to, would the DOJ have to read the book before to make sure he wasn't releasing classified information? And what do you think about an FBI director writing a book? I think it's sad. I think it's sad. One of the things Director Comey and I did agree on is we need an apolitical FBI. We had some fairly heated exchanges about that. Um, I can't think of anyone who's done a better job of politicizing the FBI than he has in the last 36 to 48 hours by talking about tanning bed goggles and the length of a tie. That is beneath the dignity of the offices that he held. So um, I'm really disappointed uh, whether or not the intelligence communities vetted this book. I hope he let them do it so he's not disseminating classified information. My guess is he did. 
but, but, but the writing of the book in general and then some of the things that he's talking about are just frankly beneath the dignity of some really important offices he once held. There you go. And more on him with some Kellyanne Conway. Here's what she had to say about the book. We find that Mr. Comey has a revisionist view of history and seems like a disgruntled ex-employee. After all, he was fired. It's not as if he came to the conclusions that are in his book while he was on the job as FBI director in the presence in the company of the president and said, you know, I just must resign. I can't deal with this anymore. I must resign. Okay, so just in case you think that this was all, you know, just bellyaching by a bunch of Republicans, do I have time to play this piece about the what the Democrats thought about him. We don't have time yet. All right. So when we come back, you stick with me. You're going to want to hear this because I've got a, uh, a video. I've got the audio from the video of what the Democrats have said about Comey's credibility. I want to play that. Of course, this was probably stuff that they said, uh, before they fell on Comey's side, you know, Oh, is he saying bad things about the president? Then we got to say good things about him now. So we got time right now to play it. All right. Here's what Democrats have been saying about Comey's credibility. Democrats have been very critical of James Comey, and many of us did call for his resignation. Well, I was appalled by what Director Comey did. Comey acted in an outrageous way. He made a mistake. Maybe he's not in the right job. Howard Dean, former Democratic candidate for president, says, quote, he may have destroyed the credibility of the FBI forever. This was a very serious error in judgment. The president ought to fire Comey immediately, and he ought to initiate an investigation. What he did was unprecedented and outrageous, damaged the institution of law enforcement in this country. The lowest moment in the history of the FBI. I found it hard to believe that Comey, who I thought had some degree of integrity, would do this. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. That's it. There you go. All right. That's what the Democrats have said about the guy. Who was that at the end? Was that Maxine? Yeah, that's Maxine Waters. She don't like anybody. (laughs) All right. But anyway, that's all I can tell you what she had to say. All right. Let's get to Fox News when we come back. You're not going to believe what Cory Booker had to say to Pompeo yesterday during his confirmation hearings. Absolutely ridiculous all right back with you here on the dave ellswick show i was mentioning to you about uh cory booker and uh he uh was talking to uh pompeo yesterday and uh he just went off on on pompeo on an issue that personally i don't think had there's anything in it to be uh to be uh mined here but look, take a listen to this this is the the give and take uh, with Cory Booker. I'll give you a chance to speak about your comments on gay and lesbians. You said in a speech that uh, mourning an America that endorses perversion and calls it an alternative lifestyle, is your words, is being gay a perversion? Senator, I, 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 when I was a politician, I had a very clear view on uh, whether it was appropriate for two same-sex persons to marry. I stand by that. So, you, so it's, you do not believe it's appropriate for two gay people to marry? Senator, I continue to hold that view. It's the same view. And so people in the State Department, I met some in Africa that are married under your leadership. You do not believe that that should be allowed? Senator, I, I, we have, I, I believe it's the case, we have married 
uh, gay couples at the CIA, you should know. I treated them with the exact same set of rights. You believe, that, you believe that gay sex is a perversion? Yes or no? Senator, if I, if I can... If yes or no, sir. Moment, if do you believe that gay sex is a perversion? Because it's, it's what you said here Senator, in one of your speeches. Yes or no, do you believe gay sex is a perversion? Senator, I, I, I'm going to give you the same answer I just gave you previously. My, my respect for every individual, regardless of their sexual orientation, is the same. So I will and conclude will by so saying... If you, I'm confirmed. I, I will conclude by saying, sir... You're going to be Secretary of State of the United States at a time that we have an increase in hate speech and hate actions against Jewish Americans, Muslim Americans, Indian Americans. Uh, hate acts are on the increase in our nation. You're going to be representing this country and their values abroad in nations where gay, and, uh, gay uh, individuals are under untold persecution, untold violence. Uh, your views do matter. You're going to be dealing with Muslim states and on Muslim issues. Uh, and I do not necessarily concur her that you are performing the values of our nation when you can't even, when you believe that there are people in our country that are, are, are perverse and where you think that you create different categories of Americans and their obligations when it comes to uh, condemning uh, of violence. Uh, so uh, I'll have another round, but thank you. All right. So that was Cory Booker. And if you've listened to Cory Booker talk, find out people that, uh, he doesn't agree with and some of the things that he said about them. And as far as Popeo goes, he has had, he has felt that gay marriage has been wrong from the get go. Now, evidently he's carried out some marriages. He's he's, he doesn't like it, but he has done them because it's now the law of the land. But if I, if I was, uh, you know, Booker, I would have said, well, hey, what, you know, the bottom line is uh, I want to say thank you for even though you disagree with, you know, what the law of the land is, that you uphold the law of the land. But he didn't. He used it, tried to use the bully pulpit on him, and it didn't work as far as I'm concerned because that's a small thing when you talk about being secretary of state. You know, he's going to be doing more overseas than he's going to be doing here in uh, the United States. Okay, it's about 4.38. I'm looking across. I see Teresa Oki has made her way here, and I see Ryan Norris. Says, Come on over, guys. We'll bring them on over. And, uh, of course, there were Americans for Prosperity. Some good things going on today uh, at the Capitol. They gathered in the rotunda today talking about Tax Freedom Day. Today is Tax Freedom Day. After today, whatever money that you're making, you get to keep. Turn your mic on there. Just reach up, hit the... There you go. Now you're ready. How was it, Ryan? It was really good. It went good? had about 50 folks there. Good. Plus, we Facebook Live. Yeah. And that went well. So, great speakers. Um, Really good interview after. Did Akash come with you? Is he here? He had to fly out. He had to fly out already. He's great, isn't he? Well, yeah. He was really good yesterday. I was really impressed when he... He dropped kind of a bombshell for us yesterday. Mm Mm-hmm. When he said between 1991 and 2013, that spending in Arkansas went up 97%. That's right. That's and of right. course, that means that there is no fraud, waste, or abuse in government in <laughs> Arkansas, right? Isn't that right, Teresa? I've never heard of government spending money poorly. <laughs> I've never heard <laughs> oh, that. Oh, no, I've never it's heard it. of that at all. Absolutely not. But uh, today is a good day since it's typically Friday the 13th. Everybody gets all nervous about it. But today you can jump up and shout and be happy because starting tomorrow, 
if you're working two jobs and you work on the weekend, all that money is yours. Cheers. You get to keep it. Right. Everything from January 1 until April the 13th was um, is what it took to cover your federal, state, and local taxes. And so it's kind of just a uh, educational exercise to show you that now everything after that is yours. So hopefully in the not-so-distant future we'll be able to have it at an earlier date. I, I'm going to tell you something. I heard that the governor who spoke at the event yes. was trying to trying to um, convince everybody that getting rid of exemptions was not a tax increase. I think what he's saying is that part of reform is eliminating special interest exemptions. So okay. when you look at Hollywood handouts, you know, rather than giving them an exemption, they should pay their fair share. The policy should apply equally across industries so we can put that revenue back into a break for every Arkansan. Um, I, I think it would be limited to say that he was only saying we're going to look at exemptions. Um, he also discussed reviewing state government, spending reforms, mm-hmm. um, reforms of agency. But overall, I think the best news of the day is you have House, Senate, and uh, leadership, as well as the governor's office, all talking about how do we reduce the burden of taxes on Arkansas taxpayers. Mm-hmm. It's a great day. Well, there's two two exemptions I don't want to see go away. And yesterday, J.R. Davis and I had a long discussion <laughs> about this. I've been against it since you've known me, Teresa. I don't think government should tax the first dollar, first food dollar that you have. I don't think we should tax people's food, and I don't think we should tax people's medicine. Two things that you must buy. So with that, uh, I was talking to Jr. about that, and I said I thought the governor should come to his uh, task force and just tell him we're not going to consider that. I mean, you're looking at about four, I think $400 million is what they're saying. Well, I will say this. I think Representative um, Lane Jean, who's headed up the task force on the House side, uh, put it really well on that when they looked at exemptions, they actually looked at what exemptions the states surrounding Arkansas had. So mm-hmm. if every state exempts something, maybe that's not the exemption we start with. Um, so they've come to a list of, I think he said, 43 exemptions mm-hmm. that are unique to Arkansas that are clearly, uh, in many cases, special interest carve-outs. So rather than start the conversation where we may not agree or need to have a longer discussion, let's start with those 43 exemptions that we can agree that, you know, rather than uh, reward the the special interest that has the best lobbyists, let's reward um, Arkansas taxpayers for their hard work that they're putting in and let them invest that money into their communities and to their families and, and make those decisions for themselves. How about their other mantra, though, that tax reform does not necessarily mean tax cuts? Didn't I didn't hear that. today. He didn't say that yesterday. Didn't hear that today. Well, oh, today. I mean, I, no, I said yesterday. It's yeah. today. Uh, OK, good. I'm glad that maybe they backed off of that. Well, and I will say that in the conversations that, that I'm aware of, um, the goal is is not to uh, eliminate exemptions and then put some of that back in, in state government. The conversations I've been privy to is, hey, let's eliminate these carve-outs and let's lower the income tax um, and then address spending issues as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm i really encouraged, you know, starting in 2009, I remember going into former Governor Beebe's office and talking about income tax. I'm surprised he left you in the office. Well, I mean, I think I only got in there once uh, by invitation. But, 
I remember going in and, you know, I kind of got to bless your heart when I said we should should start the state on a path to zero income taxes. And I think where we are today, where you have Senate, House and leadership in the governor's office all together saying, how do we reduce taxes? It's it's you forget the progress you made. Um, and I think it's a testament to the citizens being involved. I think it's, you know, Dave, uh, you getting the word out, but it's really people paying attention, uh, looking at the facts and getting involved. And of course, I'll do a shout out to AFPArkansas.com if people oh, yeah. want to be involved in this discussion and participate and help reduce that overall burden of taxes. Okay, so did Akash come to the uh, rotunda and school people? He did a great job. I mean, he covered all of the bases that uh, our AFP policy goals, the income tax decrease, the um, sales tax exemptions being looked at, deciding what the best route and way to go with that is. And then also he brought up spending over and over again because the uh, states that have gone that extra mile on setting up spending are the ones that are doing doing well. So you've got to talk about the whole gamut of things. And we're getting there. I mean, that's what, again, I came away with the same thing Teresa did, is that the conversation is being had in a serious, thoughtful manner. It's being augmented by conversations that you're having even here. You know, Dave, you're part of the part of the conversation. You are driving the debate as well from your perspective. And that is influencing those that are looking at the policy. So, you know, again, it's a it's a collaborative effort by community and by, you know, business and by government itself, of course. Well, Teresa, I'm glad that you're hearing that they're looking for ways to, uh, you know, cut spending, take that money and give it back to the, to, you know, Arkansans and not the growing government. That's the one thing I don't want to see. It worries me because, mm-hmm. Teresa, we've been around long enough that we've, we we thought good things were going to happen, and all of a sudden, fool me once. I think they yeah, said all saying, fool me true. once. Well, I mean, we both live that. Yeah, but I really do think the intent here is to reduce the burden. Um, good, and, and I think that is a long-awaited juncture. And and frankly, I think that today is you know the potential momentum going into nineteen because when you start to fight, you know Hollywood handouts. I'll tell you what, it's pretty impressive. Um, you know the red carpet treatment that they roll out for legislators and taxpayers need to get involved. Uh, You are your best advocate and being part of the process is going to be important if we're actually going to eliminate those 43 special carve outs for select industries. Um, That's going to be really important to show up at the Capitol um, and make sure legislators know that you understand that, you know, making sure tax law applies fairly and equally to everyone and reducing the overall burden for everyone is the goal and uh, not to be fooled by the, you know, they're raising taxes because Hollywood's not getting a handout anymore. Mm -hmm. All right. Take a quick break, come back and uh, continue on here on the show with uh, Americans for Prosperity at an event today, Tax Freedom Day over at the uh, Rotunda of the Capitol. We're going to talk more about all of this in the next hour as well. Uh, it's something that you need to um, educate yourself about. And I can tell you that AFP.org uh, is a great place to go to to get a lot of information uh, that you know will be nonpartisan and will be um, true that you need to look at. And uh, 
you know, make yourself, make yourself avail of it. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back with more. It's Dave Ellswick show, 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right, back in the studios, seventh floor of the uh, Park Plaza building. Great overview of the city. I could sit up here and look down, and I could see the smoke <laughs> coming out of the Capitol today because some of the ideas were burning people's brains up. But that's, I'm I'm happy that this was really done because people need to become very well educated about this. And Teresa, you and I have worked hard over the years to do that. Uh, I think we've succeeded some. I think we got more work to do. Speaking of more work to do, you got things coming up, Ryan. What you got coming up? Uh, yes, on the nineteenth at Embassy Suites, starting at six thirty, we will have a in-depth uh, discussion with a talk with Dr. Jeremy Horpdahl, who was there today from Acre. Acre, and then also I will be there to outline again AFP's position uh, on tax reform and where we think that we need to go so we're building off of what we uh what we heard about today and we want to kind of expand that and come over have some some coffee and dessert with us sit uh in there and and we'll have a q a period as well to where you can ask some some questions of myself or dr horpdahl and uh you know let's get to the bottom of this as citizens let's not just abdicate the the research to to our elected officials, let's also do some ourselves so that in 2019 we show up and, and we're well informed. Yeah. Cause see all of this is going to have to be, you know, made into law right? to make it take effect. And what would be nice is get enough people that are educated about this, that we can fill up some of those uh, rooms and be looking over the um, elected officials shoulders and make sure that what's being done is for the best of our Arkansas and Arkansans. You know, Dave, um, you talked about progress. One of the things that was highlighted today is, you know, we celebrate. It's it's actually officially um, April 17th Okay, uh, is the tax room day for Arkansas. But that's actually a week earlier than last year. It was, yeah. And so when you talk about incremental progress, think about the fact that, like, you've gained one week of working for yourself, working for your family, and making that investment for your future, and that's progress. Um, We've got more to make, but let's start where we are and keep marching down the road. Well, truth be told, a lot of the work that was done under you and under, uh, you know, David Ray and and others was done when the legislature and the governorship was all Democrats been a long road and <laughs> I, I will say this we're a nonpartisan organization i know that i know but i, I will just say this i'm okay I, it was controlled by the leftists how's that progressive they were progressive okay, on policy okay. and i think that we've come a long way from literally spending every penny that we took in as well as the medicaid trust fund that we um, blew through and you know again today we're talking about tax reductions how to re- reduce the burden on um, hard-working arkansas yeah. taxpayers that's progress well like i said i feel a lot better hearing from you because i trust you almost implicitly <laughs> I'm, i've got enough cynicalism still about fair me enough, that, fair that, enough. that i might question you on something but typically not but uh, the key that i really like is that 
you're you're hearing now i'm not hearing this but you're hearing this that they're actually looking to turn this money towards the people and not towards uh you know what's going on in the marble hall palace uh over there in the capitol that's that's important I mean, for Arkansans to hear that, I think, is important. That something good is is about to, to come out of all of this. I think there's, I mean, I, I think it makes a huge impact. Um, rep- I'm sorry, Senator Hendren talked today about, you know, when we reduce the, the income tax on the bottom bracket and basically eliminate it, uh, it he, he never forgot an interview with a waitress who, they had calculated her tax reduction. It was a television interview, and it meant two to three hundred dollars in more income for her. And they asked her, you know, so often we hear the Nancy Pelosi, "Oh, those crumbs. are just crumbs, crumbs." <laughs> crumbs I tell you, it's, you know, for a single working mom, it was she was overjoyed um, and excited because she had needs in her family, and she got to make those decisions for clothes for her kids, for soccer cleats. Um, for those things. And that interview made an impact on them. So I think that they have framed this discussion up the right way and they have her in mind when they're making these decisions. And that's a, that's a good place to start the conversation from. That's where I want to start it from, where you want to start it from. I believe where Arkansans want to start it from. Well, I'm, I have no doubt that the taxpayers of Arkansas want to start it, you know, in their pocketbook. Right. I mean, all politics or pocketbook politics that's what it all comes down to uh, a lot of people say that that is passe now it is not people are looking for money wherever they can find it i know i know there are parents out there that would love to only have to have one job and not two to make ends meet and uh way you do that is to let them keep more of their money instead right. of having to pay the pay the government money how do you you feel you feel good that uh, Arkansans are are embracing what you're doing at Americans for Prosperity now, Ryan? Yes, I mean we are having new folks who have never done any activism come to our events. Good, ask for training, wanting to improve on their ability to communicate to their elected officials in a substantive and meaningful way, uh, in a productive way, and so that has been very heartening in areas of the state that we haven't had. Uh, in recent times, the most growth or uh, for activism, we're seeing folks signing up left and right that are wanting to, uh, and and I mean that, uh, you know, literally left and right, yeah, <laughs> that are coming on that are um, interested in moving, moving Arkansas towards a more responsible government, transparent government, and and wanting to drive, you know, economic prosperity for everybody. And people are really responding well to that message. So... Uh, it, you don't have to take our word for it even today. If you weren't able to come to the Capitol, you can go to our Facebook page at Arkansas AFP, and these are unedited. Uh, these are our policy director, Akash, speaking, uh, the governor speaking, and also we have the interview to where we sit down both of the co-chairs of the Tax Reform Task Force, and we ask them questions about what it is that they're intending to do. You don't have to hear this secondhand anymore. You can go and watch this and, and hear what they have to say. All right. Did they say what you're saying they're saying, Teresa, they today? Did. All right. They did. I'm going to go watch. <laughs> I want to see it. I want to hear it for myself. All right. Let's take a break. We'll come back after Fox News. Teresa Oki is here. Ryan Norris is here. They're from uh, 
of course, AFP. You know him well. You've heard him on my show many a time. we got a lot more to talk about. We'll be back to do that here on the Dave Ellswick Show in about five or six minutes. All right, final hour of a Friday, and uh, it's a fun Friday. And you know what's fun to talk about? How you get to save more money from your paycheck <laughs> so that you get to determine what you want to do with the money that you have made. Maybe have a funner Friday. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It makes you have a much bigger and better Friday. Tonight, I'm. you know what my big deal is tonight? I've been waiting for this for two months now. You watch Netflix? You watch Netflix? I, yeah. I, I've been known to binge a okay. bit. Well, you may get to binge again. How about how about you? I know you big oh, Netflixer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tonight they dropped the new uh, uh, reboot series of Lost in Space. Uh, yeah. I heard it's watching. a little darker. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't play the two theme songs. It's hilarious. It? Oh, uh-huh. yeah. One sounds like. You know, the the old one, mm-hmm. uh, when it was back in the 60s, is all hoppy and jumping. And then you get to this <laughs> one. You know, it sounds like it's death and destruction. And the robot looks totally different. It's not, you know. It's been updated. It's not like yeah. trash cans hooked together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, I remember the it's not, days. It's not Robbie the robot anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I want to see it. And I'll probably sit and watch all te- 10 episodes tonight. Go to bed about four in the morning and then get up at seven and come in and do the car and truck doctors in the morning. It's the good life. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I love, I, I binge a lot watching Netflix, Jessica Jones and stuff like that. That's one of my favorite shows, by the way. It's really good. It is good. It, it's a good show. I haven't caught the second season yet. Like you just watch the first episode of the, and you, if you thought the first season was dark, mm-hmm. you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> it gets, it's really dark. Okay, enough about Netflix. Uh, let's talk more about just tax policy. And, and let's talk about what the president has done. And let's mm-hmm. talk about what Speaker Ryan did. I mean, you know, that was, his, that was one of his big, big things that he wanted to get done. Uh, he didn't get to get into an, in, entitlements, and that was another area that he wanted to get something done on. But he did get some tax reform done and it's paying off, right? It's paying off big time. Absolutely. I think, I mean, I think Ryan, we were all talking about there's 400 companies that have announced um, wage increases, reinvestment and job creation, as well as, and what I'm really excited about is investment in benefits like job training, um, increasing college tuition um, for their employees, uh, some of their scholarships. I think, the American people have seen the benefits and the conversation that, you know, this was about um, rich. I mean, the left has been saying rich fat cats on wall street. That's not been the experience of the American people. And I think they will be even more pleasantly surprised when they see their tax returns. Once this fully kicks in, Well, the left would know all about rich fat cats on wall street. They've been taking money from them hand over fist for years. It's something that we had talked about before, Dave, is that when you hear their champion, like Nancy Pelosi, say that, number one, it's crumbs, and then she goes further to say that she wants to recall those taxes. Yes, she wants back. to get rid of them. So it do goes, most of the Democrats in the House. It goes back to the idea the that, left the that it's not that they just don't want you to have it. They really resent that you do. 
that your freedom has been amplified economically. They resent that we have that money. Well, how dare you take away their money? That's what I'm That's saying. That's the way they feel about it. They it's get the their first money. Their re- I mean, I, I get a big kick out. I don't get a kick out. I'm jaded, like I told you. Uh, it drives me crazy when I hear them call it revenue. Mm-hmm. Like they earned it or something. They haven't earned nothing. Zippo. <laughs> they took it from us. The way it works. Well, I think, you know, not often you get to say, we can learn from Washington, D.C. In fact, those words were painful for me to just utter. Um, <laughs> but I think on tax reform policy, we can learn a lot from Washington, D.C. What they did is get rid of exemptions. And, and frankly, Governor Hutchinson had an excellent definition of exemptions today. They're an exemption to the rule on taxation. And what's that rule? That taxes should apply equally and fairly to everyone. And exemptions mean that's not happening. Well, in Washington, they eliminated exemptions. They reduced the rates not just on businesses but on individuals. They increased the personal uh, deductions. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you're actually accounting for your your cost of living for yourself and for your kids i mean those are all positive reforms and you know like we've said you can see the impact and the investment in the economy that's resulted um in frankly what is the american pay raise right and and then with the corporate side you know we had billions of dollars repatriated into the u.s Mm -hmm. that would not have come if tax reform hadn't been accomplished on on um on corporate taxes. And the interesting part about this as well is that it sent Europe into a tizzy because they're like, wow, how do we compare? How do we compete against the U S corporate tax? Yeah. Germany totally got blown away by that. Yes. And they, they had special meetings because of that. Right. And that was money that had already been, you know, set aside, but was not coming in because of the tax code. And so you all, you have these billions of dollars that turned into technically a windfall. Uh, to help us, you know, keep keep our government solvent and help pay for these uh, these these tax reforms. Well, that's good. I mean, and we need that kind of stuff here in the state of Arkansas, so that we are more uh, competitive with the states around us. I mean, yes. things like you know, corporations not having to pay a lot of corporate taxes, mm-hmm. and that just makes sense because if they got to pay taxes. They don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. We pay the taxes for them when we buy their products. Right. Well, it always works. And if there's more money in your pocket, you get to decide, do I spend it with this company? Do I spend it with that company? Again, economic freedom is enhanced every time that the income tax goes down. Choice mm-hmm. is improved. Did, uh, during the time that they had this uh, give and take about uh, uh, the, the monies that would come in when exemptions are closed, did they, did they talk about percentages of what, how much they thought they might be able to reduce the state income tax? I think the, the goal reference was getting uh, it down to 6%. And a great point was made, look, we all want it to be 4%. We want it mm-hmm. to be 3%. You know, I want it, we both zero. want it to be zero. <laughs> um, but you got to start marching down the path. And the road starts with getting from 6.9 to 6. And that's a win. And when you're there, you evaluate and you look for further efficiencies in government, reduced spending, and more exemptions once mm-hmm. people learn the sky isn't falling in. And then you march to five. 
And I um, I believe it was Representative Gene who said he'd like to get to 5% by 2021. Yeah. That's a that's a great goal. Well, I mean, yeah, that is that is much better than the "I bless your heart" that I got when I uh, mentioned tax <laughs> income tax reduction to Governor Beebe. Well, you should have seen the faces that I had at, at the last general session. I won't say who I said this to that had nearly had apoplexy on the air live, but when they looked at me and I said I believe that we could cut state government by ten percent immediately, <laughs> and you would have thought that I said that I bet you I can shoot you right in the forehead and you won't die. <laughs> <laughs> it, really, it was amazing. But I think we all agree that we know we can cut spending in this state. I mean, Akash made the point there, how much spending has gone up in this state. There was a phrase used more than used quite a few times, actually, in both the interview and I believe in the other remarks that were made by the governor about core government responsibilities and that's that's a good that's the way we want them to start thinking what are the core government responsibilities and let's make sure those are funded and anything that's excess that's where your spending cuts can come from Mm -hmm. you know and even in the cores you can always eke out efficiencies etc but i haven't heard in my time in arkansas the the conversation being about well what are the actual responsibilities of government and shouldn't we just make sure those are funded and you know and so we're moving the conversation in the right direction and then Teresa when you decide those core principles then when you sit down every year and the departments sit down in front of you and they say I we need another hundred million dollars or whatever it is that they're going to ask for. Uh, you could say, well, before we talk about that money, let's just talk about your department mm-hmm. and what it is that you do, do your in your department that sits within these core responsibilities. And I think uh, Representative Jean made a, a great point in saying that, look, we want to hold um, we want to hold the needy, the the helpless, the vulnerable, harmless. Well, of course, you know, it, it's not a a moment where, you know, we're shutting down government, eliminating all services. Nobody's advocating for that. I think, in fact, if you're on the other side of the ba- debate and you're for big government, I think it's a worthy conversation to have of, I mean, do we want to try and do everything and do everything poorly? Or do we want to find what those core principles are and make sure those principles are funded well mm-hmm. and reduce the burden on Arkansas taxpayers at the same time. Well, I think the first thing, Ryan, that you got to decide is what does government do? Yes. I mean, we do a lot of things government just keep their nose out of. And, and at AFP, we are, our thought models are, there are the four contributors to a free and open society. You have You have government, you have business, you have education, and you have your community. And uh, as a community, there are things that we can do better, faster, quicker than the government could do. And we can even do it cheaper. Uh, You know, there how many times have we looked at, uh, like, say, for example, you know, just as an example, uh, disaster responses. And by the time the, the government's gotten there to help, the local communities already rallied, turned things around, and they're starting to help you know help people out. And that didn't yeah. cost anybody a dime because people will step up when there is a need. But we need to allow that to happen. We need to get everybody in their proper role again. 
Government needs to get down to its right size. Business needs to quit trying to get carve-outs and, and colluding with government to, to make things unfair for the people that are in the community. And then also, you know, of course, education has its bit to do. Well, I mean, a good example of that is what went down in Houston. I mean, the the, the citizenry mm-hmm. did a lot to help each other. You had one football player uh, from, you know, the Houston uh, uh, Texans that raised over $250 million. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, closer to home, look at the, uh, you know, closer, I should say, to where I grew up is Joplin, Missouri, and the tornado recovery yes, versus Alabama. Good one. And it's when government actually got out of the way that um, Joplin, Missouri was able to recover. They were able to rebuild faster. They were able to provide housing. They got their schools up and running faster. Well, in Alabama, they sat and wait for the federal government to come in and craft a solution for them and tell them what to do and wait for those funds. Um, you know, community works and community solves problems. And just, you know, I think, frankly, anybody who's been in the system has seen problems in the system and they understand and are as frustrated by those problems as anyone else. So I think part of it is that Americans have to get back to seeing community doing things instead True. of waiting for FEMA to show up and screw it all up. True. And then they get all mad about it's not working the way it's supposed to work. Well, of course it isn't. <laughs> They're not from your community. They don't know anything about your community. It's one size fits all for them. Yeah. Well, and I think that when you look at the, um, I guess the intangibles around community and building community and working together to solve your community's problems, I think it it does it goes far in helping us cross those lines where, you know, we're we're not having a conversation of us versus them. We're having a conversation of how do we solve our neighborhood's problems, and that's right. really I think there's a, a thirst for that in the country, and I definitely say in the state. Well, that's still you know, in all honesty, what you just said is how you cure racism and uh, discrimination in any any way shape or form is people get to know other people and find out that they have a lot more in common than they have in difference and it's unfortunate especially in the political sphere that you know a lot of us we're, we're all trying to get to the same goal but if we propose different ways to get there if we propose different ways to solve these problems that all of a sudden you're ostracized or you're not um far you know far enough to the right or you're not uh this or you're not that and i think it's that type of attitude that's really you know frankly destructive to the the process of those bipartisan solutions that people hunger for um and i think we'll see some of that in this tax reform debate and that's okay i think it's people who are willing to work together and start with where we agree and what the goal is of where we're headed once we have those two things right then it's just a matter of building you know, laying the path of how we're going to get there. Right. All right. Got to get a break in. We've got uh, 22 minutes after five. I'm lucky enough to have Teresa Oki here. Uh, nothing against Ryan, but I, I worked with Teresa. How many years? It's 10. Yeah. 10. Long time. No. Uh, and we've been on the, we've been on the good end and we've been on the dookie stick end. Okay. I'm just <laughs> we, done. When have we lost? <laughs> yes, we did. We've done a lot Absolutely of great We have events. done. But the bottom line is, uh, I'm happy to see that uh, there's still some activism left in the state of Arkansas. I worried about that a couple of years ago as I was watching people 
because they they were seeing things not happening the way that they mm-hmm. wanted to see it happen. And, you know, when you work your butt off and then things don't move forward, then you start not wanting to work anymore. Mm-hmm. I think the people are getting fired up again. And that's because it's also an election year. What can I tell you? All right. So Dave Ellswick show, don't forget about uh, Horton's orthotics and prosthetics. If you need an orthotic, if you need a pro- when it's a prosthetic, a prosthetic can be a, you know, a, a limb. Uh, it can be, uh, you know, for a woman who's had her breasts removed because of uh, surgery, because of breast cancer. Uh, it can be a lot of different things. And here's what the folks at Hortons will tell you. It's a family owned business. The father started it. Uh, you know, Gary is the man who worked with NASA, uh, to devise and to make the articulating knee on a prosthetic work correctly. So you didn't walk around like you had a peg leg. You could actually walk like a normal human gait. Uh, and then his sons got involved, uh, Mike and, and Chris and his daughter, Tanya, she's over in, in, in Bryant. And they're looking to get you to the highest form of mobility they can help you get to or ladies uh, to get you back to the self-esteem that you so, so want and desire. All you have to do is call them 501-663-2908. That's uh, 501-663-2908 or drop by and visit them. 5220 West 12th street in little rock. Three things you need with you from your doctor. That piece of paper talks about the treatment that you need your, uh, insurance card and a photo id that's horton's orthotics and prosthetics back with you that's right that's where we're at dave ellswick show 1011 fm the answer tell your friends about it also don't forget every day if you just go to facebook.com slash dave ellswick show you can watch the whole show on uh, facebook live we do it every day now if you don't get to watch it while it's live you go to my uh, site, to Dave Ellswick show afterwards, and it's broke down into hours. And you can watch uh, whichever hour that you heard that that cool person was on. Now, I'm on it every hour. So if you're looking for cool people, I'm here. Okay. I'll be here the whole time. <laughs> so anyway, just, uh, you know, come in. You, or if you listen to it and then you want to go back and, and look at it again and make sure that the person said some of the things that you heard, you want to do that as well. Right now, uh, Teresa Oki is here. What is your title now? I mean, Grand Poopa or something like that? I mean, what, do <laughs> you have a, to wear the buffalo hat with the no, horn? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, I'm a senior VP at Americans for Prosperity. Man, you know, you have done so well. They just needed to turn you loose. You showed the <laughs> propensity that you had for being able to lead, and you've done well, Teresa. Mm-hmm. Well, I so I will say this. You know, I, I had the privilege to work with state chapters across the country and it's really a testament to grassroots involvement it's not not any one person's success by any means in arkansas or in any state or in any organization it's coalitions of um it's coalitions coming together to work towards a policy goal it's citizens getting involved and that really is the the difference maker. And I believe in it. I've invested my career in it, as you have. Um, but that is how we we take back and have smarter, better, responsible government and reduce the burden um, on Arkansas taxpayers. And and I I come about this 
by way of how I grew up. And, you know, we started a business in our garage. My my mom's a first-generation American. My dad's mom was on welfare her entire life. But because of the freedom and opportunities this country provided them, they were able to change the course for the 10 kids that they raised and brought into this world. I want the next garage business. I want the, mm-hmm. the next um, girl who's 9 out of 10 to have the same opportunities to make a better life for her family that my parents had to make a better life for me and my kids. And that's ultimately what we're working for as an organization. All right. We'll be back. We got another half hour. You guys sticking around that time? No problem. Yeah. No problem. All right. All right. Let's get to Fox news. Find out what's happening in the world. All right. Back with you. Uh, I love, I wish you guys could see Russ behind you because I, I just watch him and he points at me and I start back into the show <laughs> and he's afraid he's going to look at him. He's waving. He's, he's always afraid I'm going to be telling some off color story or something. <laughs> and then he's going to turn my mic I on. know what you say. <laughs> Sometimes. So I'm not very often anymore. You got to be, be honest with everybody. I'm, I'm not totally that way anymore. <laughs> anymore. Anymore. There was a time though. I mean, I, I bet you Teresa's sitting here and going, man, you've mellowed out. I will I will say that, Dave, you have <laughs> taken on a new, well, I mean, it matches your refined new digs here. I mean, <laughs> yeah. this is pretty fabulous. It's a, a posh office space. Yeah. But I don't yell as much as I used to because I find out that, I, you know, yelling doesn't get you ma- very many friends. I mean, honestly, your listeners are probably just like us and that we're kind of tired of the the uh, nonstop name calling yep. and, and pushing out talking points and they want to see real solutions. And I think that's what you're working towards. And that's what you're talking isn't about. That, isn't that interesting? I, I agree. I couldn't agree with you anymore. I, I, I want to move the ball down the field, right? I may not get it over the goal line, but I will be honest with everybody. You, you work with this organization and other organizations, and I'll tell you, you'll be closer to the goal line than when you started. Right. And when, you'll, and you'll be able to see, the work that's been done. And it makes a difference. You know, citizens be involved. Again, Americans for Prosperity Arkansas, AFPArkansas.com or .org. I mm-hmm. think we own both both stations. But getting involved has made a world of difference in this state, in the country. Um, the challenge is, to your point, staying involved when you get discouraged. But Arkansans have done a great job of that. You've done a great job of that, Dave. And we're making progress. You know, again, right. we're working a less... We're, we have one week less in that combined federal, state, and local tax bill. Right. And, you know, I hope by the end of 2019 session we'll have two weeks less or whatever that number is. But it's that marching down the field and being willing to do the hard work of staying involved and informed is what makes all the difference. Okay. You guys work with all the politicians. Do they seem educated themselves? on being able to understand that you really can reduce government, bring down income taxes and all the rest, and not you're not hurting anybody, you're helping people? I was really impressed today by their response of, you know, they, they sought to learn from other states, mm-hmm. and they brought in legislators from North Carolina, from Kansas, who frankly got their tax policy wrong, and they'll be the first to tell you that they reduced taxes but didn't do anything on the spending side. Um, they brought in Oklahoma. They brought in Kentucky. 
um, they they brought people in to learn what worked and what grew the economy and what didn't work so they could avoid the same mistakes. So I do believe that they really do know what they're talking about and they've worked very hard to frame the conversation in the right way. And that's how do we get it right? Mm-hmm. How do we reduce that burden on Arkansas taxpayers to stimulate growth in the economy and create more jobs and opportunity for everybody? How difficult is it for them to learn that uh, what the left has done over the last 135 years in the state, basically, is just completely backwards to what you need <laughs> to be able to do? I mean, they've learned a lot just growing. They've grown up in this state as well, and they've right. seen how it's been done. I mean, basically what they're going to be asked to do is do everything completely backward from what they've seen from a, you know, a zygote to what they are now. I think you go back to the debates we first had when we talked about cutting income taxes for that first time. And I know that you remember being at the Capitol mm-hmm. and hearing the sky was falling in and we're going to cut essential services and we're going to end this program and P- we're not push grandma down the hill in the wheelchair. I mean, that's exactly right. And guess what? The sky didn't fall in. The economy got a little bit better and we took that next step and we reduced income taxes even further. And guess what? The economy got a little bit better. And <laughs> and that that I guess I guess what it, Teresa, with your remark, and I and I agree wholeheartedly. You know me well enough that I've been screaming, "Please be bold in what you're doing." If if you've done it now a couple of times and it's worked and it's been little steps, mm-hmm. you can do. You know, you can actually run a little bit now and do bigger things and see much bigger results from what you're doing. But it's hard to get them to run. You know, they they want to continue walking or crawling. Yeah, I mean, look, we we reduced the income tax rate by what a tenth of a percentage point. Uh, the tax reform that w- they were talking and speaking about today was reducing it by a full point, and then a full mm-hmm. point after that, a full point after that. Like directionally, they're right. We're going to get there, and I think going from focusing on reducing it from a tenth of a percentage point to a percentage point, mm-hmm. that's. I'll never forget when we got the tenth, and it's like, well. It was a win. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, that's we were happy with it. I mean, but it wasn't champagne corks popping. I'm just saying. We get we get over a few years, we get two and a half points off. Then I'll pop some champagne corks <laughs> with y'all. But well, I mean, they're talking about full points, one percentage point, yeah. two percentage points, and and that's big money, right? And you you have you have to take into consideration. The like you just outlined, it's been there's an inherited uh, set of circumstances and you have to tack the proper course taking in. I mean, one of the uh, reasons the consultant was let go on the task force is because they were telling us, number one, old information. Mm -hmm. And then number two, it wasn't dynamic because the questions being asked by the task force was, was, well, if we change this. And everybody else is changing as well. How is that still going to put us uh, in our region? How well is that going to situate us in our region? In in line of it wasn't dynamic information. They were saying, well, if you change this and every else everything else stays static with Oklahoma, Texas, et cetera. And that never happened. Right. And so 
so you know they cut bait and again we can all argue about whether the consult the consultant was worth the money and all that and we found out of course we it was spending maybe a little too much but they corrected themselves they didn't wait they could have drugged this whole thing out and not had egg on their face and i point to that as a sign of humility that they said hey this isn't the right check with this task force and we can color color it any way that we want but they publicly admitted that's the wrong direction we'll figure this out themselves and they're asking the right people the right questions like uh acre they're finding out more information from them they've brought in the um representatives from other states like teresa just said so again we're in a unique place you can't just burn it all down you know let's let's all collect all the facts and let's move forward in a in a wise manner so they're about what six months out from making their recommendations now. September, I believe. Okay, so we're in April. Yeah, September is the final, and then I think the the final five uh, months. Yeah, we're getting getting close. Yeah. I just and this is a great time to remind people that when they make that recommendation, every special interest group who is losing their special carve out that they they have gained through having a really good lobbyist. They're going to scream and they're going to say, you know, this is a tax increase. This, this is a tax increase. And they're going to forget to tell you that, hey, we lost our exemption, our special carve out for our select industry. But, hey, all of that money went back into reducing the burden for every Arkansan. And that's mm-hmm. so important to remember. You know, again, I'll go back to the governor's definition, which was a great definition, uh, tax exemption is an exemption from the rule. And when you look at taxes, what do you want? You want it fair and you want it equally applied. Um, And so it's not about, you know, who you know. It's about a fair playing field. All right. So with that in mind, you all are feeling pretty positive after what you heard today. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's positive. But it's not uh, it's not time to let the guard down. We still have to run the football across the finish line. We still have to make the yardage. And to do that, we need uh, citizen activists who will who will come on board with you know grassroots organizations and uh, and take those steps to learn how to become you know better at at how to get their elected officials' attention and become educated and expert on. The, the knowledge himself what we're learning from the task force it isn't just for them come come to afp come to uh, acre events learn what's actually going on so you can make an informed decision and uh, you don't have to hear this second hand we have the, all the information that is necessary at our fingertips willing to share so we're moving in the right direction we just we just need to get together get organized and uh and and get this get this done. I mean, everybody knows where I stand on this. Again, I go back that I'm the big, bold guy that I want to move and I want to move big. And I've talked to the governor about it. We've talked mm-hmm. about it here on the air, and and I've told him, you know, that's something that you're not. And I've told him <laughs> that to, to his face, and he's agreed with that. All right, but uh, the bottom line is, you got to work within, you know, work within the parameters that you have to get to the place that you want to go and we can get to where we want to go. May not get there at 65 miles an hour, maybe at 20 miles an hour, but we can get there as if, you know, Teresa, just as you said, if we have a plan 
and we play that plan. Now, going back to what you're talking about, special interests, they won't yell when they see the report. Mm-hmm. They'll yell after the over the next four months after it comes out as we work towards the 2019 session. That's how that's going to work. Right. Absolutely. Try to kill it before they get bills written up and get them to the floor. You guys kind of changed up on me. We were going with football analogies, which I'm pretty good at. <laughs> now I, I went to racing. Yeah, two, two teenagers. <laughs> I'm not as good at racing, Dave, so I'm going to go right back to football. Okay. I look at today as the day that, like, hey, players came together, and generally the play that was called, we're all excited about it, feel mm-hmm. like it's the right direction, feel like it's going to get the ball in the end zone, right? That's where we are. Mm-hmm. But, man, it's a long march to that end zone, and a lot can happen, and that's why it's so important to stay involved and stay informed and know the difference between, hey, special interests, are, you know, when they cry about losing their exemption, know that, you know, that really means for your family a reduction in taxes because you've been carrying a disproportionate share of the tax burden. And, you know, this is day one. We're excited. We <laughs> feel like we have the direction and the play, or at least the we're, we're all generally in agreement. So, you know, let's march down that field together. And that requires citizens to get involved and stay informed. And that goes to, you know, join us in the fight, afparkansas.com or afparkansas.org, or go on to our Facebook page and watch the interviews today of Representative Yeah, Lane. I would highly recommend yeah. that. Yeah, and Senator Hendren, and listen to the direction and the tone and the thoughtfulness that they put in uh, to this discussion as leaders of the task force. I mm-hmm. think that you'll be pleasantly surprised and, and hopefully be excited about the play and come work, mm-hmm. volunteer, and work for that same goal. All right. With that all said and done, are you flying out tomorrow or are you here until Monday or what? I'm driving back. To oh, you're driving my, back. Yeah, driving back to northwest Arkansas. I've got my three boys there. And okay. So you're staying, <laughs> you're staying within the state. When do you, when do you leave the state again? Um, I'll leave next Wednesday and I'll be gone through Friday. And then the next week's a bigger week. I'll leave um, Monday and I'll be gone, I mean, all week. Yeah. So. I enjoy the time at home uh, when I get it, and I'm excited. My dog got hit by a car, just by the oh, way, so I'm oh, excited. Bomber. No, no, she's well. She's, she's better. Well, she's it's okay. been, there's been a little drama, but, you know, we're there, so I'm excited <laughs> to get home, and everybody's happy. Dogs are healthy. It's a good good place to be. So are you still uh, consuming, you know, you know, huge amounts of spark? I mean, I've been known to consume caffeine, Dave. I've never denied it. I've never apologized for it. And I I assume as long as I'm involved in um, moving the ball down the field that I will consume my fair share. Well, you and Elizabeth kept them in business. I know you did. I will say that I've probably grown more wise in my caffeine <laughs> consumption i'm trying to sleep six hours every night it's a big step of improvement for me and hopefully i'll get to seven <laughs> my, uh, my doctor point. said i had to not drink eight to ten those cups of coffee a day Oof. that i need to cut back eight I, to ten yeah eight to ten yeah i mean i'm just going to be honest i i've walked in your shoes i'm not going to judge you whatsoever <laughs> i'm just not going to do it i may be there again so Sometimes it's called for. What can I say? You know so what? I found freedom, out if I don't freedom drink is it, hard. If I don't, you got to work hard. If I don't drink my coffee, I find myself doing the show like this, <laughs> <laughs> leaning up against the microphone. So I much rather just drink the coffee. 
never glad right. you're drinking coffee and engaged. Yeah, Ryan, <laughs> you you want people to get you at afparkansas.org or dot com. Yes, and at Arkansas AFP, that's our Facebook page. Uh, more information coming out about the 19th at the Embassy Suites. Oh, yeah, real quick touch on that real fast. Okay, Dr. Jeremy Horpdahl, who's You want to hear this guy. He's yeah, really you good. Do. You want to hear uh, what he talks about regarding uh, Arkansas's current state of uh, tax policy, some of the solutions that have worked across the U.S. that are being considered, and then also I'll be there as well to cover the AFP policy goals. Um, Embassy Suites, Thursday the 19th, 630 to 8. We'll have uh, beverages and some some desserts there for you. Uh, there will be a Q and A, and you can ask some questions of uh, Doctor Horpdahl too. And and it, we're also collecting information. We want to hear what you have to say because that may fold into conversations that we have in the future. So uh, also, if if you're interested in joining AFP, there will be also a series coming up of Grassroots Leadership Academies. Good. Um, those are always on, good. Yes, and so we will be hosting those. Um, and in the not so distant future, Dave, you know about this. Uh, we'll we'll open have a special open house for our new office space over in West Little Rock. So I'm getting it cleaned up, making it look good. Good. And um, it's been it's been great. Every, activists dropping in, just having coffee, having lunch with us, chatting about what matters to them, having an exchange of ideas, building community. Uh, that's what we need to do. We we've got to bring this this coalition and this community back together to be taken seriously on these topics that we have to face in 2019. Now, I understand that the uh, national organization said ixnay on the Rembrandt in your office. Yeah. Um, can't have Rembrandt. <laughs> uh, I've got those dogs playing pool. Oh, got there that you go. One. I yeah. like that one. <laughs> I like that one. Ryan, thanks so much for coming on. Ryan Norris is the state director AFP here in Arkansas. Teresa Oki is with us. Haven't seen her in probably a year. It's been a while. It's been too long. Yeah. Too we've long. Got to, we've got to make her come back here more often, <laughs> Ryan. And uh, she is a uh, VP now. She, she wears the big hats now, you know, with the horns. <laughs> I just feel like that means I'm on a few more conference calls than the average bear. Yeah, you know? well, I feel like, yeah, that's a little bit. That's a lot. Well, of them. you share a lot of information that you learned in the trenches, and that's important. <laughs> thanks for both of you coming in. Thanks Seriously, for having Thanks, thanks for what you guys us. are doing. All right. We'll call that it it for uh, AFP. I'll come back and wrap up today's show. Let's take a quick break here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, down to the last few moments here of the Dave Ellswick Show for a uh, Friday and for this week. I hope that you are planning to have a great weekend. Going to be a little rocky probably a little later tonight uh, with some thunderstorms. We are under a tornado watch until uh, 10 p.m. all over the listening area. Uh, area means that uh, things are just set up that uh, you know are in you know conducive to forming a tornado doesn't mean we're going to have one in our areas uh, but it could happen so keep that in mind finally before i let you go conventional wisdom says you should delay claiming social security to maximize your benefits but that strategy today could wind up costing you tens of thousands of dollars there's a lot more to claiming your Social Security benefits than you know. Your decision could trigger an avalanche of uh, taxes and double your uh, Medicare premiums. Ultimately, it can cost you tens of thousands of dollars, possibly more. Learn how you can avoid this with a free, customized Social Security review 
from David Lucas of David Lucas Financial right here in North Little Rock. He's a published author, host of the David Lucas Show right here on 101.1. And if you save $200,000 for retirement, be one of the first 10 callers to schedule your free review now, 501-653-6690. I'll see you on Monday. Remember, God gave you a whole week of life. Give him at least one hour on Sunday to talk directly to you. I'm Dave Ellswick. Have a great weekend. See you at 2 o'clock Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.